spread the truth. Document it. Prove it. Make it irrefutable and you too will become dangerous to those who admire us in lies and enslave us in socialism. But because they are lying, it's possible to expose them. And this is their Achilles heel. By comparison, we have nothing to hide, therefore we have no reason to lie. And we wouldn't want to even if we could. Truth is a far superior weapon than deceit. It's a weapon which is denied to them. And in the end, it will be the decisive weapon that destroys them completely. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another wonderful Friday is upon us here. Hope you're having a great start to the, uh, well, weekend begins tomorrow. But you know what I mean. It's uh, it's weekend. Definitely, if you are over in uh, Europe, it's uh, past midnight already in most time zones over there. Thank you for joining us for another Flashback Friday. How are you today, Alana? Uh, you know, still sick and the air conditioning broke, so... Uh... <laughs> If you see me, if I look really (laughs) like I'm just going to pass out, just know that that is why. Well, I told you, just feel free to just uh, walk out at that point. I'll uh, I'll take the 90 degrees up here. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it did did actually break. Yeah, they tinkered (laughs) around and stuff. It was on his last (laughs) legs and 92 degrees and broke. You know, and it's like, you know, when you got all this gear and stuff, it gets freaking yeah, but uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but you a, know, you just got to let people know if at oh, any point you're like, look like I'm just hanging on there, it's, you know. It's all right. Don't mm. worry about it. Yeah. And some hacking. Well, we're, we're the, uh, it's, it's really it's, attractive. I mean, being, being sick like kind of mm. three times just in, uh, you know, six sick months, which lasts usually around like two, three weeks minimum. That's that's totally normal. None of that has ever, you know, there's, no, question, we sick, there's no questions about this whatsoever. And it, it, it's, a, it's a joy to just uh, <clears throat> live in a normal world. World like it used to be for like you know 30 what odd years before this crazy yeah, and shit it, happened. it sucks because like i do a lot of in real life stuff you know i have a lot of friends a lot of play dates and i'm like i think i need to just take a break from bigger gatherings and big play I'm dates gonna go right her- now i'm gonna go full uh, hermit That's and it what sucks because yeah. it's summertime it's lake time it's be outside nope, northern done. idaho time and still people are getting sick i'm yep. hearing like the healthiest people i know and that are hey, you look, know, active totally and outside. No, no one is is no one is running bioweapons against us, right? No, no one is doing these things. It's totally normal. Everything is just like it used to be. You know what um, I was doing ten minutes before prior we started? 2020. I was laying down. <clears throat> I was laying down, like trying to like rest before the show. Oh, and I also were a little late because I thought you guys would think this is funny, but I had to drop the on top of everything. Cause this was booked like two months ago, because this lady's so booked out. Um <laughs> to drop our because main she's coon, so based. Our main That's coon why. cat off to get shaved on top of everything. Because she gets these like massive dreadlocks to the point where she's like limping and you know, it hurts. So there's this kind of kooky uh, eccentric cat lady and she's like so good with, you know, shaving cats. So dropped her off. <laughs> All right. Cat shaving schedule. <laughs> Gotta stick to it, folks. You know how that goes. <laughs> It's All like, right. I don't need this in my life right now. That's why I'm getting, <laughs> you know, you have three kids. I'd like one more. 
And I'm like, okay, that's enough uh, butts to clean. I don't need to be like taking care of these two cats now. And I feel bad because they've been Wait, with us for a long time. On top of this, they've been yeah. with us a long time. You know, yeah, it's been we've had since before they're kids. From, you know, from cats. Sweden. But it's like yeah. at this point, like when your plate gets full, you're like, I just want animals that give me something back, <clears throat> like yeah, eggs well, or milk. Or <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. Not okay. poop in a litter box <laughs> and just You mean fleas, food. fleas and yule logs in an uh, industry uh, Coming in and meowing right when you fall asleep, when you finally get the kids down, then they come in at 3 like a.m., you know, and you just want to punch me, them in the call face. Call me crazy, but it sounds like you're tired of the cats. <laughs> I, didn't, this is, says, I know. This our is our neighbor's been feeding them. I was like, do you want them? You know? <laughs> no, He's yeah, like I'm a not cat kidding them away. No, but <laughs> they do hang out at his place all the time. I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, it's it's fine. I mean, that's I never why, thought I'd be talking That's like why this. you have cats because cats are much more independent than the, they do their own thing. Imagine going walking up and picking up poop after something. No, in addition no, to, no. Anyway, it is it is what it is here. All right, uh, don't get me started on the wild turkey that's been in our yard. I mean, that's <laughs> not that bad. It's just like you know, looking for uh, it's hilarious worms under the bark. Chips. We've got that's this right. turkey, and it's wild turkeys are cool. You know, it's Idaho. You got animals, and it's fun. And you know, gobble, 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 <laughs> like out there, I hear him every morning. It's just funny. But there's one that digs up all the bark chips and stuff in the front and the pathway to the house and just covers it in bark chips. I don't know what the hell it's looking for. It's looking for food, some food, obviously. yeah, worms, some kind of, of worms or insects or something. Yeah. But it's like it's routine every damn day. Yeah, our kids caught them. I'm one all right day. with it. I'm all right. <laughs> What about the geese poop? Let's uh, let's let's lay it out all on the table. <laughs> it, it is funny though, Henry, because the other day it was like I saw this old lady and she was just chasing this, you know, the turkey in the neighborhood, and I was like, it's okay, the turkey, just let it chill out. And then Henry, you're like, she's probably been dealing with these turkeys for forty years, you know, what the, ruining her. Yeah, she's just like, I'm fucking tired of these turkeys. I'm gonna kill them right now. Uh, yeah, oh, that's man. what it is. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's life, right? You get kind of. <laughs> You get tired of the stuff. You got to do the same thing over and over all the time. Sometimes. All right. Uh, okay. Is that it? We're done here? With the, okay. <clears throat> all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're humans. We have a life. We don't just report on the news, right? So I thought we, sometimes it's fun to Otherwise, we should keep up that things. just, you know, kind of veneer, right? Of, of <laughs> just no... Uh, that's all we talk about is the news. That's no all cat, we're like. No cat. There is no, no cat box butt cleaning wiping here. wiping and animal poop cleaning <clears throat> going on here. All right, uh, enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> but with those with those wonderful words, folks, I'm sure you want to send us a super chat and tell us your poop stories here uh, <coughs> oh. today. Enterprisestream.live slash Red Ice TV. You can join us at Odyssey and Rumble as well. Uh, super chats, Rumble rants, and uh, what are they called? Odyssey hyper chats. That's what they call it. All right. So anyway, uh, jam packed schedule, schedule, schedule. What's what's going on with that uh, here today? And uh, India has a space program. So we got to talk about uh, what the fuck happened to our space program. Uh, did it go underground or is, is it uh, truly just that it's flat and now the Indians are going to expose all that? All Pajits are going to just say, you hey, won't believe it. It's all flat. It's just a big lie. Uh, no? Okay. Well, Lord Aragon says, well, where's our entire planet, <laughs> damn it? Well, that, that is yeah. true. That where's is true. the white planet? You know what? And I'd, I'd even just take where's our mm. part of the planet. I'd, I'd, I'd settle for that, yeah. frankly, at this point. Um, but, you know, jo Joseph Borrell, I'm going to wheel that clip out later. He mentioned that, that, the, you know, Europe is a garden and then the jungle is out there and it might invade the jungle. Remember that clip? Or it might invade the garden instead, not yes. the jungle. Uh, that's what, it, maybe there's, well... 
let's not get ahead of ourselves. Maybe there's something to that, but uh, the answer, of course, is not to do, uh, run a uh, shitlib liberal foreign policy that's going to uh, bring gay rights to other countries. That's not going to. That's not going to solve it, uh, no. Borello. All right. Anyway, uh, what else do we got? We got a uh, little bit of this and that. We got to talk about Couple uh, trannies. Yeah, it's not, not too much on that. I there's know. always some of that. There's always a tranny the, in there. The somewhere. Netherlands. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking cutting that off on Charlie. <laughs> sick of it. But uh, they keep uh, they keep uh, shoving it in our faces. So, so what are you going to do? Netherlands, uh, their government has basically uh, collapsed over uh, a immigration policy disagreement as well. I just quickly wanted to talk about that, uh, which is kind of uh, interesting. Uh, we do have, yes, as I said, the India pod, uh, the pod, yeah, the pod people uh, uh, trailer. We'll look at that too. India sending rockets to the moon now with rovers. So we'll uh, get into that. And uh, we'll look at some of the stuff that we've gotten in return. Instead of having a fantastic, you know, space program, a promising future with cities on the moon and all these uh, crazy things, we've basically, yeah, we've gotten trannies, open borders, and anti-white uh, uh, race riots. That's that's basically what we've gotten. Hell of a hell of a trade there. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> all right, uh, McDozer. Thank you so much. Says thank you, McDozer. Being amazing, Red Eyes. It's been a hard week on the homestead with a ton of hard work and chores, which include a ton of poop. There you go. It's always circle of poo. <laughs> it is. That's, that's what it is. What yes, and the geese. How, how much poop did you clean uh, this week, Henry? Uh, all the two, geese that so flew a, in our yard. Dedicated oh, pooper scooper uh, mm-hmm. just for the the geese situation here uh, by the uh, by the lawn. Because you love some, nature until they some, eat your garden and poop all over. Well, I mean, again, it's if you want to if you want to have a very groomed garden like that, yeah, I get it. Then you have to upkeep everything, but. That's what, for the most part, I mean, I'm not saying there are certain spaces, obviously, you want to have as humans. You want to have it groomed. You want to have it nice and stuff. But <laughs> you can plant things and do things in a way that is a little bit more, I think, in harmony with nature. And th- and those types of instabilities wouldn't kind of present themselves in, this, in the same way, I think. Yeah, it feels I'll like it. when At you're out point, in the I'll wilderness it, and you want like this perfect, uh, you know, landscaped, groomed, manicured lawn, you're constantly fighting nature to keep it that way. You, know? you are. I mean, you are. And in a sense, I mean, nature is fighting itself, but it's kind of reached uh, somewhat of an equilibrium and, and you can have like a, you know, it can be like wilderness. It's, it's, it's forest, but all of a sudden you have a meadow, it opens up and you have a little bit of a, a super nice kind of picturesque, uh, you know, image. Yeah, and, you're going to have zones. And it's, and it's nice. And, it, and it's, not, it's not a problem. It's not like, you know, someone has to go and clean <laughs> poop all the time to keep that, for, you know, clean. Anyway, the, uh, I'm not sure why we're <laughs> talking about this. Let's, let's move on here. All right. What the hell? Uh, okay. So <clears throat> what, let's, let's, let's begin with this. Here. Yeah, where were why, we? Why is he like this? Let's let's mm. let's explore here. What's uh, is that not working? Oh, there we are. Okay. Why why is he like this? This guy. Let's, let's check this out. 14, 14 second clip here. <clears throat> oh my god. Let's take that one more time. Can we get a replay on that? Check this out. I mean, that's like maybe you're trying to be fun with like your own kid or something, but this is in, he's in in Finland here. This is uh, after the Vilnius conference now with NATO and he just walks up to like, and there's a kid there. And so immediately he has to like sniff and lick and uh, he's licking. And the girl's like, uh, no, no, she does not like it. Look at this. And the mom's like, I'm going to film it. She's 
I think looking at her face, she's like, this is so crazy. I got to take off my fucking phone and document this. Look at that. Her face is like, what the hell is he yeah, doing? Yeah, he's a nutter. <laughs> he sniffed the hair there, right there. Is that, uh, it, that can't be the, if that was the dad, uh, you know, that, that, that can't stand something like that. <sighs> Ev, why is he like this? He's a pedophile. Is that what's going on? He's yep. a, he's a pedo Pete. That's, that's what it it's is. It's not just some innocent grandpa who likes kids. It's like, oh. Oh, that's so cute. It's this so refreshing to see some Can you slow little that happy down? white baby. Let me, no, let me slow that down. On. I know this is like, but is that a tongue in there? I see. Uh, yeah, what the heck? Almost, right? It's almost. He's like licking her like, dress the there heck? a little bit. Yeah, there's you a know, tongue. I, mean, I, saw, I think I saw a tongue right there. We get old people coming up uh, all the time commenting on our blonde kids. Oh, it's so nice to see this. And they're so cute. They're not doing that. Nobody's they're not getting in their face. They're not or, sniffing. Yeah, no, they're not no. putting their tongues out. You know, like, and then it makes this creep. devilish face afterwards. Yeah, she does not like that. Holy shit! This yeah, guy. she knows. Kids it, know. They pick up on these things. You, yeah. you know what? And 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 this, you know, the Biden family and just, I mean, they're so corrupt and so dis. And, and yes, at this point, he's a puppet, and I get all that, right? Kind of thing. But but he's not blameless. Every, I mean, before he lost his mind, it became completely, you know, dementia ridden. He did a lot of bad stuff, including all the shit in Ukraine that he kind of uh, you know oversaw and encouraged and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. If we do have time later, there's a couple of clips I want to show on that too, just the situation there because it's you know sad to see. But no, he's a he's a he's a fucking demon, this guy, and he needs to uh, deserve it. He's not just one. Oh well, leave him alone. He's just a demented little man now, and it's like no, he need, he's 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 one of the evil ones for sure, hundred percent, especially when he's do, doing stuff like this, you know. Um, all right, we had uh, some great, uh, finally, some more uh, comments here from uh, oh Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah, well. he makes good comments talking about uh, chemicals in the water. We're talking about estrogen mimicking chemicals uh, that are impacting the sexuality of children, like, and, and I would add just people in general. And look at CNN's putting it down, like, oh, he thinks chemicals in the water are doing, yeah, this is so dishonest and so reckless. There's numerous studies, and we've been talking about these for years, that have found widespread endocrine disruption among fish, right, in the water, including widespread occurrences of fish with intersex. And these are characteristics uh, linked to chemicals in the water, such as the estrogen-mimicking chemicals, which are, uh, you know, feminizing fish. So this is highly dishonest and reckless to not discuss this fact about how humans are being impacted by nonstop chemicals, right? Especially if you call yourself an environmentalist. This is just absolute garbage. But they act like there's no there's no research whatsoever. Yeah, that this is just Linus there. See the unfounded conspiracies that man made chemicals in the environment could be making children uh, gay or transgender. That's like one hundred percent confirmed. It's I mean, not the only <laughs> thing, but it's a big contributor. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously the propaganda is bad too, but this is a, this is a part of the problem. You know? where there's even research out there that is showing how baby boys are being, and I've talked about this uh, many times, being born with smaller penises because of the feminizing chemicals that their mom is being exposed to when they're in utero. You think that these chemicals aren't interfering? It's called endocrine disruption. It's a hormone disruption. You think it's not going to be creating problems like misfiring, right? You have your sexual organs aren't lining up with your sexual brain. Actually, Sweden had done research on this. Even uh, National Socialists in Germany were doing research on this uh, years back when. So this is an area that we should be putting a lot of money into and researching and treating it like it's 
very serious because well, it happening is happening with the polar bears, right? Yes, they're having the same confusion mating. You've seen that with the seagulls too, like the lesbian seagulls. This is all stuff that liberals, yeah, you know, Greenpeace used you. to used to <laughs> they used to talk about because it's a real problem. Yeah, and these chemicals are in everything. <clears throat> yeah, they are. That's why they call them forever chemicals, right? But uh, no, they're they're confusing fish and frogs and all kinds of stuff. And then what's going to happen too? Like not only the birth control in the water, but all these. Uh, you know, people on their tranny medications, <clears throat> all that's going to be going into the Definitely water as well. Like yep. all of that is mm -hmm. affecting people. 100%. Yep. <clears throat> and I had talked about this one before in Western Warrior, but there's a machine that actually good white folks invented that destroys PFAS, as they call it, which are forever chemicals. It's using a super critical water oxidation process to break the durable PFAS chemical bonds. So we have the technology. We have it. It's right here, PFAS Annihilator. And now it just happened, was it like a couple months ago? I think it was somewhere in West Michigan. And I think Wyoming as well, right? No, Wyoming, that is in Michigan. There's a Wyoming in Michigan, who knew? They're actually putting that into their wastewater treatment facility. We should be putting these in all across the country, everywhere, and investing money into this instead of bullshit wars, right? Let's clean up this toxic soup. Let's clean it up. But no, our government's not interested in that because they want us... Uh, poor they want us sick they want us to become trannies they, want us <laughs> they gay. really do they want, us they gay, want you gay yeah, they you want know? society lame and gay that's uh, that's the objective here folks that's and why so they, oh, if you laugh have it, it off. i mean i'm not saying this was the intention maybe from the beginning but if this was a side effect uh they would be like oh, really is <laughs> Right. Let's not clean that up. <laughs> Let's yeah. not talk about that when we talk about, you know, environmentalism and climate change and these None kinds of things. None of them do. They no, never talk about not. this aspect of it no, ever, no. ever. Yeah. And there's there's good scientists that are out there that are creating, you know, different technologies looking into how to destroy these things. And I say we should just be banning a lot of these things. Obviously, because we don't need to have them at all in our environment. But all I this mean, fake environmentalism on the left constantly. Now it's like it's only people on the right that are talking about these things and concerned about these things. Yeah, crazy conspiracies, uh, right? This is crazy. Oh, you worried about aluminum? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you worried about toxic metals and and fake hormones? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, no. This is this is the way this is the way forward. Let's uh, let's not bring this up when we uh, actually want to talk about uh, what's what is the reason for the the rise in many people identifying as LGBTQ. I, I mean, I think a lot of that, frankly, is the propaganda too around it. Propaganda, um, food, chemicals. It's yeah. like a whole trifecta uh, going yeah. on. But they'll continue to deny <clears throat> this and continue to say that this is nothing but uh, you know ludicrous conspiracies. That's their approach. Uh, but it won't won't work forever. Won't work forever. We're gonna take the <laughs> we're gonna suffer hard from this if we don't you know clean stuff like this. I up mean, Henrik, we could even see it in in people's bodies through the decades i mean look at of these course, guys yeah. even kids like boys that have like lady hips and fat, moves fat, going on uh, you know this love handles this, already this like, wasn't a thing you know, 10 yeah. i was like what before be, I mean, 50s 60s 70s they didn't look like that no, right now no they different. now they all like they're feminized and it's that you know <laughs> it, it is the the corn syrup gmo yes. you know just bloat as well that you can kind of see on everything it's it's i mean it's true what you put in your or, or body is what you, what you become essentially yeah uh here's by the way some uh, chinese uh people kind of i guess yes trolling the whole transgender uh madness that we got going in the west right now uh, in a pretty effective way. Uh, check this out. There's 
See, all of a sudden, it's all okay. Let's punch out the ladies. That's equality for it. You can. It's only equality then, I guess, if men dress up as uh, mm. as women. Does that mean that? Uh, that's why kind of I'm entertained by men entering female sports. For those who think that uh, every, you know, every, all, there's no difference between equality the sexes. Equality realized. Just crack some. Was it fracture some skulls and crack? <laughs> what's what's <laughs> happening to these MMA fighters? But you know, the trans training fighters that go in in the ring with a with a woman and crack their skull. Yeah, right? that's exactly. Happened in the no side. differences. But we have to take all these hormones and have these surgeries to try and pretend to be something we're not. You gotta if if it, it's not real, that's why you have to kind of uh, fake 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 it so it's to such a degree that you uh, employ you know, molecular you know biology and and uh, d drugs and stuff to make sure that it alters, <laughs> <laughs> force it to alter. Uh, while while we're on the track, we're not going to remain too long on this here, guys. But um, <laughs> we had a stunning <clears throat> and brave. That's right, a stunning and brave performance here recently uh, at the women's, I, I underline that again, at the women's swim week uh, where they show off swimwear in Miami. When swinging all on of a sudden, catwalk. All of a sudden, something was <laughs> swinging by. <laughs> Look at those lips. The, the butt implants, the lip, the penis. On the yep. uh, women's swims, yeah, that I really want that suit now. Now you sold it, you sold me. There we go. That's that's the that's the oh, money shot right thing. there. What the? Ooh, it's like a baboon's ass on its face. You know, <clears throat> it's an ass face. There we go. That's a if there ever was a, <laughs> such a thing as a duck face, that would be that's that right there. <laughs> I mean, it's mental illness. The fact that they <laughs> this thing he looks Holy in the mirror. Shit. What is he like? Some Asian. I don't yeah, know what's Hispanic going on there, actually. He looks in the mirror is like, yeah, this is hot, you know. This is oh great. I'm surprised it still has the, a ding-dong, didn't just cut it off altogether. Maybe that's coming coming next. I, yeah, I mean, I th yeah, I think yeah, I think eventually they'll have some. They'll have that and the bonus hole, right? How about that? I you mean, can do. You can have. You can have both. You know, but you get input output doesn't matter. We got We got everything. I get. We got everything for you here. Whatever you want. Uh, I mean, right? you know that there's people there, even liberals, who signal like, "Oh, this is so progressive and cool," are just like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Holy I, I don't shit. know at this point. Look at how. Uh, Anna Kasparian and, uh, you know, Cenk Yogurt <coughs> were treated just because they're like slightly like, whoa, whoa, we're kind of losing on the transgender issue. Maybe we should slow it down a bit. And like, no, they were vehemently attacked <sighs> Look by at his the, large the training feet guard. Too. You know? Like large, ugly, show, show your feet. feet. Yeah, I wonder mm -hmm. if that will be in the feet uh, dictionary or what <clears> is it called? Vicky feet or what is it called again? Uh, all it's right. like AIDS. Anyway, one, uh, one last thing on this mess here. <clears throat> Miss Netherlands contestant makes history as first trans woman. No, a man. First man oh my wins God. the Miss Netherlands. I mean, this is, you can't pageant. even take this shit seriously anymore. I mean, come yeah. on. They do just because it's a man. Just because. It, of course I mean, it with is. all the beautiful people you have in the Netherlands, beautiful women you have in the Netherlands, I could get this. It's just like, come on. This yeah, is try hard and obvious and tranny propaganda, and everyone knows it's bullshit, and everyone is laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope so at least. And how old is he? God, he looks old, uh, like too say, old to be competing. No, actually, that. he's like twenty-two. Let me see here. Correct. Correct. Some other images here. I was going to see if I can find any other images real quick too, because um, apparently he's like looking. You know, just it's not even like 
not that that makes it any kind of better, but it's like, you know, so usually what they do is they take the most, like, kind of ugly person they can find, too, on top of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter at this point whether it's, like, someone who's, like, somewhat <laughs> passing compared to, yeah, like, a, yeah. a monster. It, it doesn't matter, but I'm saying, in many cases, because it's a beauty mm. context, it has to be, you know, kind of the, 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 the ugliest that, that they can find here. Uh, but, no, I think Google... Google Images have done a really good job of just kind of pushing up uh, mm -hmm. the best-looking images at the very top here. There were some other ones. I don't know. It's just something with the something with the smile there, though. What's going on with that? Is it my? Uh, it's my a wrong? surgery. It's fillers. It's, it's also a, that duck a face. Right it's there. a I don't freak. Know what's, what's <laughs> it's mental. That? It's the face of mental illness. There you go. Man, yeah, it, it looks old too. I think it, like. he was like twenty-two or so. I forget what it was, but yeah. Anyway, so they did the hard living that, does that they had to do in the Netherlands, which is Taking again not a the, uh, fake glory hole. That's what it. That's what it does to you. Yeah, uh, it's not a big surprise. Uh, it's kind of predictable, uh, to be honest. But they'll continue to do it until everything is upside down. That when everything is up to, upside down, will they begin that cycle around again? Then. So whenever abnormally, abnormality have been normalized, will they begin making what they n now will call abnormalities normal again? Do you see what I'm saying? Will yeah, they turn but that a, around again? It seems like no? a slow, no, I think it would take take time again <clears throat> to happen. Because it seems like it just keeps repeating, right? We just keep getting more degenerate. Mm -hmm. But eventually there's only so much degeneracy possible, right? Right? Uh, I don't know. Are they I just going to invent new forms of depravity we can't even think of yet? Yeah, probably. Are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> they it's will, just They will so genetically bad. engineer things in the laboratory that they can do awful <clears throat> things with. You, you'll see. You'll see. They'll, they'll do whatever the hell they... See, the, the problem is you when you always have to kind of continue to push through barriers and breaking walls and, you know, smash glass ceilings and breaking taboos and stuff. When when society at large have, like, accepted all of these things, there's nowhere left to, to turn to. No, that's why I mean, they're pedophilia, bestiality. Yeah, I mean, of course. those were, like, the lowest of cannibalism. That's, like, the lowest of the low. That's why they're, that uh, clip I played in the... Uh, no goes on here Wednesday with the uh, uh, some other tranny there that uh, wanted to have the first uterus implanted in them so that they can do an abortion. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> like they'll use the whole scientific field, they create Frankensteinian monsters which you can't even conceive of now in order to just to like you know <laughs> break rank. Like let's go against nature, and once you've done that, I don't even think it will succeed. But let's assume that it did succeed. Then you have to like nullify the entire thing that you just did. Wait a minute, if you want a uterus, why do you want that? What's the reason of that? There's only mm -hmm. one function of it, right? It's to have kids. Then you have to make an abortion. But then you realize it's just about attention-seeking, it's just about exhibitionism, it's about fulfilling weird uh, demonic sexual fantasies, such as, like, you know, killing babies. Yeah, they're you know, sick. Like they're, they're, people they're are sick. sick. Yeah. All right. Anyways. It should be rounded up and put somewhere in the future. <clears throat> put in a large catapult. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, the Dutch government uh, have also collapsed here. This is uh, not old news, but it's, uh, I think, over a, a week ago. Maybe that is considered to be old news right now. Uh, and I wanted to read just a, a little bit about that. Uh, kind of interesting. And, and, and think about this, too. As bad as, um, is it Mark, Mark Rutte? Yeah, Mark Rutte is. The, he's still the, the PM right now, but he's, he's turned in his resignation. Uh, he's going to... Uh, stay until they, you know, have a new election, I believe, or or until they find a new leader, essentially for for the coalition that they have. 
But as bad as he is with all this World Economic Forum bullshit and all his, <laughs> his open liberal borders policies and stuff like that, even he was like, uh, you know what, the migration issue, we kind of have to like try to limit it a little bit. And he couldn't come to an agreement with some of the other coalition parties uh, in his coalition. And so it fell apart, consequently. Says there, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte's government abruptly collapsed on Friday. This is last Friday then, a week, actually two weeks ago, shit. Amid infighting over uh, immigration policy. Uh, actually, no, it's not. It's not 14. What is it? Uh, no, I'm reading that wrong because I'm brain dead. Four days ago, apparently. Four days ago. How is that possible? Friday, though. It's weird. All right. Uh, Rutte, who's led the Netherlands since 2010, effectively brought his fourth administration to an end after he gave his coalition partners an ultimatum to limit the right to family reunions for refugees from war zones. All right, so he wanted to, like, let's kind of just scale this back a little bit here. No, no, no chance. The coalition partners, Rutte's VVD, I think that's just the leftist, uh, I believe, straight out leftist. The Christian Democrats, Progressive D66, I'm not, I don't know much about them. And the smaller Christian Union had been in talks over asylum policy for weeks, though they were close to a, close to a deal. The conflict escalated Wednesday when Rutte abruptly introduced non-negotiable demands. The troubles snowballed from there. Migration is a large and important subject, both politically and socially, Rutte told reporters in The Hague Friday night. Now that we cannot come to an agreement on this subject, we have jointly decided that the political support disappeared. So what's next here? Let me uh, get this out of the way. Rutte offered the government's resignation to King William Alexander. A debate on the collapse of the cabinet will be held Monday. That's already taken place then, I believe, right? Uh, at the lower house of the Dutch parliament, which lawmakers pulled back from their summer recess ooh, to attend. Big, uh, big move there, guys. Rutte will kick off the discussion scheduled to start blah, blah, blah. Dutch opposition parties have called a vote of no confidence in Rutte. Um, in an attempt to oust him as caretaker premier until the next election. The opposition will submit the motion during the parliamentary debate. Uh, so a upcoming one is in November and it's uh, expected that he will not uh, run again. Good riddance with that guy. Man, has he been awful or what? Mm. Uh, and on top of that, this is what they do though, right? You have a new guy who comes in, they end up dominating the country, uh, destroying further the country for a decade like this guy has. Then they just move on and then do then they get some lucrative deal with some corporation somewhere or something, right? Nothing ever happens to these guys. They just keep on moving like they did some great job or something. These are traitors to, to their people, uh, to their nation. Uh, and then the next guy comes in. Oh, it's going to be better this time. Look at it. You know, <laughs> and then it's the same old circus begins uh, anew again. I wanted to play one video real quick here to just to show you kind of also what the uh, it's like a perfect kind of example, right? Because we had some of the French riots uh, spreading to to the Netherlands, right? They tried to kind of kickstart them there and Belgium as well. Didn't really take off, but they tried and they've had their own problems, certainly. And they're going to have their problems, just like every Western nation. We're not going to get, you know, be spared from this. What happened in France is basically our inevitable future until we as Europeans put our foot down. But look at this clip here. He, he, he walks in here, this is back in 2018, so a few years ago, but he spilled his coffee. Now look at the lineup of the maids there, he's kind of helping him to, uh, actually they're not helping him to clean up because he wanted to show he's a good person, so he did it himself. That's right. Ooh. Ooh. But this is this is what he, th when he thinks like, what do you mean migration is a problem? This is what he, this is the, this is the only kind of experience that this guy has with immigration. It's not some like, 
suburb area outside of Rotterdam or something. Where it's like, got servants, you know, that's what he's got. Yeah, the, the, <clears throat> this is what, what it extends to. Check this out here. All right. Klant. Beste klant. So humble of him. Yeah, look at that. He's cleaning it up himself. Look oh my little, gosh. This I is haven't a used a mop in 30 years. Yep. Or 50 which he, years. Which he shows here because he couldn't handle it. Look at that. Yeah, look so at that. So you gotta help. A wuss. <laughs> See, what's the problem with my... It's, they're fine. Look at that. We're, we're, getting a, we're getting along great. This is totally fine. What is it? Maybe one Dutch? No, she's probably not Dutch. She might be Dutch, the one they're handing out to them. The gypsies? I'm not sure. I don't know, it's a small thing, but it's one... That's that's what they that when they think about migration, that's what that's the relationship. Well, these nice that they have ladies to, yeah. that help me clean up my problem? coffee that I spilled or clean up after my Coke party <clears throat> on the weekend. You that's know? right, exactly. It's all fine. Don't worry <laughs> about that, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, I don't think we have to check more of this. Your news had a piece on this too, but uh, no, this this is uh, it's going down in the Netherlands. We'll see what happens next. But the best thing would be, of course, to get a hard-lined nationalistic. <laughs> party in there yes that would be wise <clears throat> it's probably not going to happen but uh we'll see i'd even as bad of like a kind of a sinist shill that um oh what's his name again the 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 he who colors his hair what's his name holy shit i'm forgetting it what's his name again uh chat will have it what's his name you know what i'm talking about i i'd, I'd just even give giving him a, a, a shot to see what he's done but i suspect most of it will be most of it will be more like Maloney in Italy, that you have these kind of yeah, populist right-wingers. They're there. They're pushing their, uh, you know, oh, we got to you know, be tough on immigration, blah, blah, blah. Then they come in, nothing happens. And in some cases, they're even worse as the opposition, like we saw there. Uh, now, Farage, that's uh, that's the UK. Anyway, it'll come to me in a minute. But yeah, he uh, give him a chance. All right. Uh, so the other big, Gert Wilders. Thank you, uh, Cantor, Cantor Wilders. That's right. Uh, see what that guy can do, but he's probably not going to be <laughs> like that anyway. Uh, it's a, it's a bad state. The on the other hand, I will say this: the farmers. I'm not sure if it was called a farmers' party, but basically there was a new party right introduced in the Dutch uh, parliament, and it was centered around the farmers, and they basically uh, gained a lot of seat in the most recent election. And part of that is of course, of course because of some of the total insanity uh, that's been pushed in the Netherlands when it comes to this uh, limiting of uh, nitrogen and these kinds of things, right? A full-on assault and attack on farmers and that as an uh, industry in the Netherlands. Uh, beyond the US, Netherlands is the second largest uh, exporter of food uh, to primarily all the other European countries, but to other parts of the world as well. So for them to go on this war against farming, try to shut down over 3,000 farms. The big question now, of course, is, well, what's going to happen with this? Is there a chance that this World Economic Forum policy, because we have the famous clip with Klaus Schwab we've played many times. He talks about how proudly they have infiltrated most Western political cabinets. And of course, the Netherlands had this further scandal where some of the documents were exposed to letters between the Dutch government and the World Economic Forum about like, well, you've been so good to us. So when we overhaul and have the Great Reset, they didn't use that word, but that's essentially what they mean. When we have this Great Reset and, you know, as, uh, shake around the whole global, you know, trade system and everything, 
you'll be a, you'll be a big part in that uh, Netherlands. So good job. Thank you for bowing down to us, kind of thing. So they have a scandal after scandal with the relation to the World Economic Forum, and so we'll see what happens on this. It would be great if this could be kind of nullified, or there's somehow uh, we get a get get a person in here that can like stop that right away. But most usually, what happens is, is that if it's sorry, I should have got you when you're coughing. What we usually I'm what, hacking it up here. That's fine. Mute it happens. Uh, what usually happens is that if it's a policy that kind of when the wheels are already moving in motion, they will just kind of continue. It's the same thing with Sweden and the NATO um, membership, right? It was initiated under the Social Democrats. Then we get an election. Uh, we get a new government in place. But what happens? Nothing. You know, these things just roll on. Oh, it's government policy now. All right. But anyway, so that's that's something we can hopefully look forward to. Uh, and we'll see what's going on with that. But one thing, while we're in the Netherlands, <clears throat> you okay, Lana? <laughs> While we're in the Netherlands, check this out here. Dude. This is kind of this is kind of interesting, actually. Uh, archaeologists unearth four thousand year old Stonehenge of the Netherlands. Uh, it's a bit of a different topic exchange, but I thought while we're on the Netherlands, we can do this. Religious site contains burial mound serving as a solar calendar as well as remains of about sixty people. So their Dutch archaeologists have unearthed an approximately 4,000-year-old religious site nicknamed the Stonehenge of ne the Netherlands that includes a burial mound and serves as a solar calendar. The mound, which contained the remains of about 60 men, women and children, had several passages through which the sun shone directly on the longest and shortest days of the year. The town of Teal, where the site was discovered, said on its Facebook page, what a spectacular archaeological discovery. Archaeologists have found a 4,000-year-old religious sanctuary on an industrial site. It added, this is the first time a site like this has been discovered in the Netherlands. So it's kind of a kind of a big deal. They had a little bit of a recreation of what they thought it was and so forth. But uh, plenty, of, uh, plenty of age on this thing. I mean, 4,000 years old, not too bad. So what do the shitlibs in the Netherlands do? Well, why why preserve it when we can basically pave over it or at least part build a of shopping it. mall right essentially that's mm -hmm. what they want to do there's other uh, locations like that too that we'll talk about that in a minute uh, but there was a petition here in the Netherlands save the sanctuary of teal I guess the sanctuary is a, is a name it goes by here uh, world news was announced on June 21st which is obviously the summer solstice as well interesting an ancient sanctuary was found near teal uh, of the same scale as the world-famous English Stone Age, but this prehistoric heritage is in danger of being lost. The ground is intended for industrial sheds. This is a shame, save the sanctuary of Teal. Uh, this is what they do uh, every single time. How many times have they, there was sites uh, kind of adjacent to Stonehenge that basically now there runs, I believe, a highway over, right? There used to be I, like... I don't know what other people do this to their own people. Like, <laughs> it seems like... Only European people don't give a shit about their, you know, their ancient history. And, and you know, I mean, you, Indians you, will eat, like American Indians will, you know, make a big cry if they think something is theirs, even when it was, uh, you know, Ice Age Europeans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no, those it's finds true. that belong to them, really. In fact, they'll block people from looking into those finds because <clears throat> they want to try and claim that for themselves, you know. And then here we are. Mm -hmm. Let's just put a shopping mall over it. That's basically it, right? Uh, they wanted the place to be designated as a national monument under the Heritage Heritage Act, which you think naturally it would have been? No, no, <laughs> nah, eh, it doesn't matter. 
the, that building industrial sheds will make the place inaccessible for further research and protection. The sanctuary must be protected even if no tourist attraction can be realized, like at Stonehenge, and that the fines should be kept uh, kept in situ, situ, which is basically on, 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 in, on the location there, I would assume, right? Uh, but uh, this is not the first time. Check out this uh, little clip here from uh, Tom, Survivor the Jive, on uh, what they're doing. Uh, in Brittany, this is a Karnak, uh, famous uh, megalithics, one of the biggest one in Europe, if not the world, to be honest, in terms of how many stones there are just lined up. People don't know why these are some incredible sites. Uh, but of course, immediately they're like, yeah, it's it's not uh, the comment here. And I think Tom brings it into the video. It's it's not the Mona Lisa, so it doesn't matter. So let's just pave over por portions of it uh, to build, uh, what was it, a, um, um, a tool? What was it again? A tool? Uh, uh, like a like a Lowe's, you know, or Home Depot, <laughs> whatever those categories of uh, buildings are called. Here, here's the clip. Check this out here. Brittany in France has one of the densest concentrations of megalithic monuments in the world, but hundreds, if not thousands, have been destroyed. Approximately 45% of them are gone in parts of Brittany. In the 17th century, Christians carved crosses on meniers, such as on the meniere of Saint-Ouzec. They even built a church on top of the barrow of St. Michael. More recently, the Nazis built a bunker in the Cairn of Petitmont, and part all is forgiven. That's uh, that's fine. Of the Cairn of Arras was covered with a car park. The commune of Carnac is famous for its enormous rows of megaliths, which are over six thousand years old. They're building a hardware store called Mr. Bricolage, and hardware they store. There we go. Look at that thirty-nine building in order to erect it. We're right near Karnak, right near the uh, holy site of Saint-Michel Barrow and many other sites. A lot of the revenue for this town, Karnak, comes from tourists who come to see the Meniers, yet it was considered more important to build a hardware store. Outrageous. The pro-immigration mayor of Karnak defended the desecration of the monuments, joking that they are not the Mona Lisa, and on Twitter saying that Mona they were Lisa only sucks. small anyway. Yes. Now, he claims, he has received death threats, as France itself is being burned down by the very migrants he loves. That's right. What was his name again? Le Dick? Oliver Le Dick? Le Prick? Little Dick? Look at this little dick little face prick? right here. Le P prick Dick. The Dick Prick. You okay, Alon? Can you hear that? Ah, uh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hacking a little bit. That's what it is. But yeah, anyway, so that's, uh, you know, meanwhile, and of course, we have the famous cases from Sweden where they find, you know, metal and things like this, gold, and they just, eh, let's just melt it down. You know what I mean? Viking finds. Let's just, eh, no one cares about this. They, in fact, they hand over those positions intentionally to people from like, you know, Iran yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, Libya or Pakistan or something, and they just don't, they don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care about it. Uh, all right. Anyway. I mean, I'm sure the town was out there, like, you know, mad about this, right? Saying I, I, something I about it, so. but then they had no power to do something at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure at all, uh, to be honest. All right, should we, uh, let's show the little trailer there, shall we? We have a, a, a new one coming up here uh, called The Pod Generation movie coming out in August. And, uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, you can't lose when you both have race mixing and transhumanism. Uh, pushed in the same uh, movie. And, yeah, yeah. So it's set in the future where pregnancy has been outsourced to robotic pods. It's a trailer. Yeah. I've been having... White babies, I'm surprised. ...strangest dreams. Look at all those. Not for long. Rachel, dreams are not reliable analytical material. That's so 20th century. 
Rachel, we're delighted to let you know that we've had movement on our wait list. We got a spot at the Womb Center. Oh <laughs> but I haven't told Alvi yet. Oh, get not cozy, huh? He wants a natural child. Ah, uh, well, we can. Yeah, all right, okay. But hold on. You put us on a wait list to have a baby and an egg. No, it's not an egg. It's it's an egg. Women are reluctant to have children because it's not made convenient. We want them to pursue their careers and dreams. We can't live in the past. This is so, worse. Sorry, hang on. Say that again, Lana. They do these dystopian movies about it, but this is things that feminists actually do say. Like, well, that's you know, what's so funny about you it. You should like, outsource these things, uh, and it's of course, and they they push um, practically slavery, being pregnant, they, but they, then also surrogacy is also slavery. So then uh, let's just have robots do it. They push the uh, you know the career for women all the time, and they have to just have to get educated so they can get some shitty corporate job somewhere. And and yes, in, in a sense, I understand when you w watch something like this that okay, they're kind of they're kind of making fun of that. They're kind of implying maybe that's not a good thing. However, look at the spin here. It, it, of course, the, the natural way would do it, in which we, is when an, an African and a European can come together to yes. have a natural child. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the heads they win, tails you lose kind of thing with this. Like, okay, let's not have robots do it. Let's just revert back to normal race mixing here and have kids. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's continue play uh, a little more here. You. Let's do it, Rachel. Really? Yeah. I'm sure you're all very excited. Parents are raving about it. It is the ultra solution. <laughs> My nephew was born at the womb center, but he doesn't dream. I wouldn't worry about it. Mm. I, can't, I can't do it with the pot in here. What are you talking about? It can't see us. I feel Alvi is able to bond with our child, but I'm not. Maybe I'm just not ready to be a mother. You know, no one's a mother just like that. You become one. Breakthrough music. There we go. Yeah. We are considering having a home birth. I'm sorry. It's not possible. Yeah, this is what black men think about, right? the, the natural way? <laughs> the yeah, natural it's fascinating. Fascinating home birth. What, what the, what? <laughs> Last I checked, you know, they were coming down on that because it was like these... These right-wing mm. fascistic women who are having home births because they yeah, don't want to like be in the hospitals. Granola. Uh, These crunchy extremists. The crunchy, exactly. Right? That's what that's about. But so now they're attributing that. As I'm saying, kind of like now they're, now they're, uh, what's the term? That they're, they're um, appropriating kind of the holistic, natural, you know, way for of mulatto, life here. For a mulatto baby, of course. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, so exciting, isn't it? Just a change in proactivity. You do have a baby at the womb center, right? Why? What's going The praise. Look at the praise. Your family dynamics are about to undergo tremendous changes. Gay. How can we make sure our baby's not bored in utero? Oh yeah, we don't want any bored babies. <clears throat> All right, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be great, yeah. but uh, no, I mean this is this is what they want. Not only what they want, this is potentially what they will be forced to do if they keep up with their uh, gender bending chemicals chemicals for too long. You're going to have to have these things in some artificial uh, uterus or something like that. And look at that; she didn't want that white baby there. 
all those cute white babies that were for sale, right? And she wanted a, uh, <clears throat> a natural one with her African uh, man. Yeah, she right. aged horribly. That's the uh, mother of dragons woman. Uh, looks oh, like yeah? she's like anorexic or it something. Looks like uh, face is caved in. Uh, what do you call it? Um, um, Page uh, Ellie Page. What was oh, yes. her name? Ellen again? Page. Ellen Page. No, yeah. no Elliot who Page. Conver- I believe. Who converted right? Uh, <laughs> she, she jumped ship and uh, went over to the. Uh, <laughs> The swing inside. Dill Bob says, God bless. Hope all is well. How are the kiddos doing? Doing so Very good. Fine. Yeah. Oh my God. And Sigrid is just like, soon. she. It's us who are suffering from uh, colds here. Not <laughs> yeah. Them. They're fine. No, Sigrid is doing awesome and she loves to eat. Like she was grabbing at food like five months old. And with this one, I've just gone like straight to the, the meat, just <laughs> crushing up meat, bacon fat, steak fat, egg yolk, bone broth. She like, she eats everything and she eats a lot. It's amazing this dainty cute little thing just like eats like a mad one <laughs> mm-hmm. i love it it's awesome yeah they're doing very good thank you uh so i wanted to uh cover this with india here now too then so they're get they're not only getting ready they are sending apparently allegedly we'll see what happens uh a a rocket to the moon it's a unmanned mission but they do have a uh a rover on there uh, there's some like it's just checking some graphics here too while we uh, while we talk about this, uh, and of course you can kind of wonder what 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 they're they're, they're doing this yet uh, <laughs> what's happening in the West are we doing are we doing shit like this uh, not currently, uh, India launched a rocket on Friday carrying an unmanned spacecraft to land on the moon in its second attempt to do so at its cut price space program seeks to reach new heights. The heavyweight LVM3M4 rocket lifted off from Shrikarokta, something like that, in the southern state of Andhra Pradesh, carrying the Chandrayaan 3 spacecraft. As thousands of enthusiasts clapped and cheered, the world's most populous nations has competitively low budget aerospace program that is rapidly closing in on the milestones set by global space powers only russia the united states and china have previously achieved a controlled landing on the lunar surface so here we go guys is it uh is it really going to uh to happen this will uh you you'd you figure out if something was amiss up there that they'd, uh, they'd let us know no are they are, are they brought into the fold as well in the conspiracy we'll see what happens here it's uh, fascinating but anyway this is uh how it looked when the uh, rocket took off check this out Lift off normal. Here we have a majestic lift off of LVM 3 M4 rocket carrying India's prestigious Chandrayaan 3 spacecraft. Speed tracking. Prajula or Sapatapu Uthapan LVM 3 M4 rocket. Your beam by rocket. Asman to cheat the way. Abni Payak, Dahar, Sitaro, Sampan, Pandakarai. Jamiana Sus Kazakhe. Or Yehi Dahar Hedge of Ekyanikoko. No much in Kathe. As the rocket is soaring through the clear skies, every second moving closer to the accomplishment of the most important, every Indian witnessing the launch guide is content with the feeling watching history in the making.
You like the music out of there? <clears throat> is it heroic? Is it uh, spectacular or what? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I saw comments were like poo on the moon. Yeah, will they be uh, squatting first thing on arrival? <laughs> taking a group, the, the taking a group poo. Down. You know, All I right. couldn't wait to get to the moon and oh, squat. And take a poo. Well, it's no better in Pakistan. <laughs> let me tell you, we'll get to that in a moment. The mission, which is ambitious and developed domestically, has relatively low cost of six billion rupees, which is about seventy-three million dollars. Holy shit! Uh, its success would advance India's aspirations for affordable space exploration, particularly as other nations compete to establish a long-term presence on the moon. The Chandraya-3 spacecraft would be the first to land at the lunar South Pole, an area of special interest for space agencies and private space companies because of the presence of water ice that could support a future space station. So uh, there you go. Are we, are we going to be surpassed by uh, by India here? And they're well, going to build a, you know, a moon base and cities on the moon before uh, us? No. The, here's the thing. Why do they keep coming to our country then? You're going up to the freaking moon. Your country's doing just fine. Why are they pouring over into the West? Because they want to colonize everything, right? They want to colonize this planet. And now they want to go out there and colonize other planets. So we can have another billion Indians somewhere. I guess, I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, if they can kind of, I guess Mexico had have this strategy too. If they could just can kind of export their very poorest and the most dependent, that will just serve their national interest. It'll but just when be it comes to Indians, rich Indians come over all the time, right? Because I think they sure. can make more money and they still qualify for affirmative action. Maybe, too. maybe that too. I mean, I, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Is it not? Is it? it there's some that are just like, oh, the doors are open. Uh, we're wealthy. We can afford it. Let's just have an American citizenship too, or whatever the thinking is. Uh, but then you also have some of the, uh, you know, poorest coming in, like seeking asylum and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Especially, yes. I mean, I, I think that's happening from from India. I, I, I haven't checked exactly the breakdown of that, but I mean, many other, I mean, Pakistan. They're certainly like, you know, seeking asylum and stuff. And like you're that talking massive coming. populations. <laughs> like yeah, massive. Yep. Uh, anyway, they're planning a touchdown between August 23rd and 24th and would be significant achievement as the previous attempts to reach the moon's south pole have been unsuccessful, with most successful landings occurring near the moon's equator for some reason. So I just want to touch on this a little bit. Weren't we, weren't we promised this? You know, boomers, right? When they were growing up, they were reading sci-fi magazines back in the 50s and 60s about how... You know, look at that uh, Aryan man there in the city of the moon. <laughs> no lady uh, hips Murray, there. No, exactly. Murray Leinster uh, about cities on the moon, colonization. We're going to have underground uh, bases there. It's going to be all these things. And, and yes, I know some people think that's on there, but probably not, to be honest. Um, we're going to have uh, an ability to kind of stretch out into space further. This will basically be a reflection of the European spirit. The age of exploration is not over. Now we're taking a leap into space and into the next kind of frontier as well, right? That's what kind of what we promised. We didn't get that, did we? We got something else instead in the West. We got cities on fire. We got endless open borders, burning down uh, riots. We got BLM, Antifa. We have uh, you know endless race riots in many European cities right now. We have, we're, we're we're giving up on our space program. We're being invaded. We're being colonized. We're being just run down. We're down at the bottom right now. It's it's smelly and stinky and filthy in our cities now. You know what I mean? 
uh, and we've be, we're becoming the third world. Uh, meanwhile, India is out there uh, doing the the real kind of shit that we should be doing. Where, where the where the hell is our moon base? Damn it! Yeah. Where's our space missions? I know. Look, I know Elon is trying to do some things, and that's all well and good. But I'm saying. This should be also not just one guy's ambition. It should be, a, you know, a civilizational aspiration. You know, at least a nation's aspiration. But I, I would even be willing to take a, a civilization's aspiration. Uh, I, I think we need something like that as European. We need constantly yeah. adventure, something new to do. Look, we got plenty on our on our hands right now. We have uh, probably the the greatest task maybe ever. Uh, set before us to try to restore order to our countries and that's going to be fun and we're going to achieve that when we get that done and eventually we're going to leap out into space but this is a wake-up call this is a reminder that like if we try to achieve some kind of multicultural uh you know utopia here which is never going to happen it's going to be a, a dystopia of the of the grandest scale um it's already here it's already happening uh if we're going to let the liberal you know world order and the elites and the establishment and all these people above us to to uh, try to you know force us into that situation we're not we're not going to we're not going to have any space bases we're going to be left behind you know what i mean um so i i i say it's time to um it's time to get back on the horse here right what the <coughs> hell we can't uh, we can't develop like this here's some here's some footage here of uh, many of the indians cheering as this was uh, happening here No diversity there. It's all diversity. It's very diverse. <laughs> of course, uh, white people did it first, though. Yeah, I mean, you got to wonder about the the uh, borrowing appropriation, some technology, technology there. sharing, yes. and stuff. We had a lot of Western countries and corporations, even that are just like gone over to China. They've been told, like, well, you know what, you can set up shop and start production uh, in China, but they don't have the infrastructure yet or the knowledge. So you got to go over there, invest in that, then you can build your factories over there, get your labor costs down, and uh, voila, you'll be making uh, billions and billions, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but look at it. I mean, long term. The countries that these corporations were sending to and were most profitable from uh, are now collapsing. I mean, there's not going to be a, it's not going to be anybody that, that, that can uh, support these companies. It's a very short-term view. It's like, well, we got to have, we got to have workers now. We got to open the borders, outsource all the labor, go over there, right? All the shuffle, reshuffling that we're seeing. Um, but long term, that's going to spell doom for them as well. That's what they don't yeah. understand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're hoping that ah, we'll we'll forget about. It. We'll just go straight to India. That will be our new market as they uh, as they boom. You know, India, China, Pakistan. I mean, even Turkey. There's many of these countries that have like endless amounts of people in them, right? Okay. I think that's what I have on that. <laughs> Uh, so we have, of I course. I was just recalling my time in India. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it before, but I was in India as a teenager, and I remember riding on the trains and how full it was, beyond uh, max capacity. People up on the top, people everywhere, and we were some of the few white people on the train. This was northern India, and they were like, people were putting their kids on our lap. They were begging from us. People were peeing and shitting everywhere. It was just like. It was the biggest culture shock I, I've had. I mean, I've been around the world. I've seen a lot of third world countries too, but 
I remember India specifically was like a major culture shock for me. I ended up burning my shoes that I wore there because it smelled like a sewer. All my clothes, everything, just walking around there. I mean, yes, they've come far, but they just recently, was it just a few years ago, everyone finally got access to a public toilet. And now here they are already going into space. Well, this is jumping ahead. Mm -hmm. I was going to play this a little bit later, but we can, we can do it now. Uh, even when there is access to <coughs> the a public toilet. They and don't always use it. Indians yes. will be upset about this because this is uh, Pakistanis here. But uh, look, They're basically bros. It's okay? very, I, I mean, at, bros. at least the closer one's you Hindu, get to the border, the more similar they are. Yes, exactly. One is Muslim, one is, one is Hindu. But I can see there's some little differences if you go like down south or you're up north or, or like north. Uh, uh, east, maybe in India, things like this. But if you get closer to the border, yeah. like, they're not eh, that it's, it's kind of <laughs> they really it's kind of what you get. Anyway, here's uh, here's some fantastic footage here. British Airways recently had a flight from Pakistan to London. Now these are the people that are coming into our countries. This is, of course, as you said, I think these are the wealthy ones. These are they're these are they're sending their best. This is their best coming in here. Now wait for it here. Last bathroom, not this one, but the next one here. Here we go. Here we go. Just here we go. Yeah, oh my god! Couldn't even aim, and it looks like what? What? What kind of caca is that? I don't know. I don't want to know. Looks like real I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. That's sending their best, right? Yeah, there, see, folks. and they use Eastern toilets, the kind that you squat over, what we call them Eastern, you know, and I guess even there they don't uh, aim correctly, but they don't mm -hmm. know how to use these Western toilets appropriately. So they're like, I don't know, I guess I'll just shit on the top, right? Here's good, <clears throat> right? Yeah. God. Why not? Yeah, well, it looks the same to me. Remember in <laughs> Germany, they even had to have signs like for the uh, yeah, Don't stand <laughs> up on the toilet. Don't go up with your feet on the rim, God. right? <clears throat> stand on it like that. Uh, so yeah, like, yeah there's I, a lot of smart people in India, but there's a lot of dumb people in India too. <laughs> well, there's a, quite a, a quite a few of them, so you have a more undesirables wide, for wide sure. range distribution wise on the uh, <clears throat> old IQ uh, bell bell chart curve, whatever. <laughs> uh, so instead of uh, having a, a future with flying cars and space cities and all that fr uh, fresh cool stuff, we got uh, yeah we got uh, to you know great new diverse toilet experiences uh, in Germany. <laughs> We got uh, diversity pools, right? Swimming pools, once again, uh, used to be a place for families to relax and communities to bond. Uh, they've now become a war zone for unemployed and useless imported trash. It's always a fight. It's always a rape. It's always someone peeing somewhere. We're getting the very finest, folks. 
I mean, he's probably more pissed and sweating that pool than it is water, oh, so I wouldn't even be uh, going close to that, to that be honest. Disgusting. But uh, yeah, no, they're sending their uh, they're sending their finest, folks. Uh, meanwhile, in uh, in Sweden, of course, and we'll talk about the Quran burnings here in just a little bit. I want to talk I've talked a little bit about that, but I think it's fascinating to me how this <laughs> saga continues. Uh, we now have an unnamed judge in Sweden who have ruled it to be inhumane to deport uh, migrant gang rapists because they might potentially risk punishment back home. Uh, the court ruled that five Ethiopian migrants convicted of brutal gang rape cannot be deported because they are military deserters and would risk death from their governments. Funny what that, about funny your then Swedish they, girls who were raped? What about them? What about their rights? Uh, yes, exactly. Um, what a slap in the face. I can't believe it. It's funny, though, that they flee from military and presumably and they don't want to go to war, but then they come to our countries and, and they go in. to war. Yeah. <laughs> they go yeah. to war right away that against too. our population. Uh, and, of course, they do what uh, what invading armies do. They they rape, right? They, they gang rape. Western regimes have more concern for foreign rapists and criminals than the native women, and of course, in many cases, should point, be pointed out too, little girls that these monsters uh, victimize, right? So, <clears throat> with that in mind, uh, I wanted to talk about the other uh, shit that's happening in Sweden, where they now apparently have approved, Swedish police, that is, have approved uh, a a Hebrew Bible to be burnt. Now, you could, it's the, what, the, the Tanakh, they I think they call it, it right? You had to get approval, huh? Uh, yeah, this is Jerusalem post spin, uh, but it's also this, you know, they, they talked about they want to burn some language, say, Torah and the Bible, right? They, they, they want to burn the Torah, which is part, which is the Bible, and then the Bible. <laughs> they divide it up like that. No, no, here's the Jews' books. Oh, here's the Gentiles' book, but that, but it doesn't work like that. It's all one book, right? But anyway, uh, so that's the Jerusalem Post, who, as you can see, have, have kind of no emphasis on that aspect of it right it's just oh my god they want to they are targeting jews kind of thing which was not i think they, they targeted the bible in this case right but anyway they've authorized that and it's also uh, slated to take place outside this i think this is pretty funny outside of the israeli embassy in stockholm tomorrow saturday <laughs> so uh, i guess you know expect a, a potential shit show i'm not sure if this will be are they cool with this? Because now it's kind of a Jewish-Israeli angle. With the well, how would the Muslims react to this? You know, kind of thing. They they will obviously be fine by this. But I'm saying, will there, will there be any other kind of spurgouts in the country? Journalists saying, oh, this is anti-Semitic or something, or is it because it's adjacent enough then to uh, a, a Bible, which then you know, at least up here in people's minds, then it's attributed to uh, white European people, Swedish people in this case, so therefore it's okay. I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens. Uh, but they've authorized protests by a man who plans to burn the Torah and the uh, Torah, the comma Bible outside the Israeli embassy. Uh, but um, I if I can predict something, not much will happen. It will just be that and nobody is going to care, I think, but we'll see. Uh, meanwhile, though, we know that they're losing their shit over people uh, that are burning uh, one uh, Quran, and so here's here's some of the reactions. Again, some of our finest we've imported to uh, Sweden, uh, who's uh, spurging out because we're burning uh, one of their books here. Allah Akbar! 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 Allah
All right, there you go. Great stuff. Uh, some of the finest, as there is. Anyway, yes. I know we gotta gotta go get the cat. Yes, I just wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> the cat and the kids. I just wanted to say bye and have a good weekend. And I know you have more that you're gonna cover. Yeah, so. thank you, thank you, Lana. We appreciate All it. Right. All right, I'll continue here See for a little bit. See you later. All right. So anyway, I wanted to play a little bit more from that. There. Do I miss it? I think I miss a couple here. Uh, Wolf Supremacist 66 says, uh, Hi, Henrik and Lana. Hope you guys had a great midsummer and Independence Day. One question. When did Bill Hader run for Miss Netherlands? Oh, does, uh, does he look like a Bill Hader? Uh, I gotta, gotta look that up. I think, it, I think someone else mentioned this too, actually. Bill Hader. <clears throat> oh, does, <laughs> does he look like that? Okay. Uh, interesting. Let me, let me pull that in real quick and I can show you here. Uh, I guess that's the uh, that's the Miss Netherlands right there, Bill Hader. <laughs> I've seen his face. Is he some actor or something? I recognize it. Um, all right. Anyway, thank you. Appreciate that. Let me see if we had another one here before we proceed. Uh, Lampshade Denier says, uh, you two do great work and have a beautiful family. Thank you. Or maybe Lana took that one. I'm not sure. But anyway, thank you, guys. Uh, okay. Let me uh, proceed here a little bit uh, back on track with the uh, Quran uh, uh, burning shit here. You know what? I say, I'll, I'll say this, though. If there were a, if there were a, a, a million Qurans that were burnt, and uh, I don't know what a, a billion Talmuds, I think that's one I would see. Like burn a Talmud then and see what happens, as opposed to just some uh, the Torah or Hebrew Bible or something like that, right? Uh, even if they burned that many, right? We, the greatest bonfire we'd ever seen in Sweden, it would never be enough to repay what they have done to our people and to us. It would never do it. But as usual, you're seeing total spurg outs over the fact that one guy shows up and burns a Quran. Now the whole, you know, whole Islamic world is turning against Sweden. They're burning Swedish flags and stuff. Even Putin chimed in. We cover this in the Western Warrior show of like, oh, no, 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 the Quran is sacred and holy and you're not allowed to burn that, you know, kind of thing. Um, and um, in fact, check this article out here. Uh, it's so bad now that one Islamic group who's tied to one of the, I think, big parties there uh, wants the government to declare war on Sweden over the Quran burnings. Uh, let me say, just weeks ago, Pakistan signed a 12-point agreement with the Tariq Labik party in Pakistan and agreed uh, to book those accused of committing blasphemy and charged with section blah, blah, blah of the Pakistani Penal Code under the Anti-Terrorism Act. Now, that same group is demanding that Pakistan declare war on Sweden over a Quran burning incident, while Pakistan continues its barbaric attacks on Christians and other religious minorities uh, over most trumped-up blasphemy charges. Uh, anyway, the, they have linkage to the piece there. Um... Why is there cricket by world leaders when we're time and time again see gang rapes, gang criminality, violent gangs, right? We see attacks on teenagers uh, in, in many of our countries by not always Muslims, but in many regards, it's, it's Muslims. I'm not, I'm not sure about the Ethiopian story we just looked at there. Uh, is that, um, are, are they, uh, what, 61% of Ethiopia are, Ethiopia are Christian, right? Something like that. I, I believe it's the eastern portions uh, that are the Christians and the, I'm sorry, the eastern portions are the Muslims and the western portions of Ethiopia are Christians. Uh, but it's a majority Christian, I believe. And of course, they've had you know conflicts over that issue also. 
Um, but to, my point is, they might very well be Christian, these guys. So we also can realize that, that that doesn't matter. It's not just down to the religion kind of thing. But anyway, there's obviously a way over represent, uh, representation of Muslims and uh, Islamic people uh, that are doing a lot of the crimes in Sweden and stuff like that. Why is there no outrage about that? Why is there no uh, wide response from political leaders or world leaders about those kinds of things? No, that's totally fine. In fact, they can even burn our flags. They can do all kinds of things, which of course is an attack on us and our heritage, right? But they just continue to allow to do it. And people are pretending like this is no big issue. Nothing's going on. Oh, but you burn one of their old dirty books though. Holy shit. Everything is just going up in flames. Um, check this out. This is, this is uh, London now. Someone linked this up here. Um, this is <clears throat> beautiful stuff. Here is what they have done to our countries. Check this out. There you go. So when you go, want to go to London to see uh, Bobby's and uh, toast and uh, you know eel pie and uh, beetles or whatever, whatever it is. That's this. This is what you're getting uh, right now, folks. A Sharia adherent woman is terrorizing non-Muslims, including children, in the streets. The shouts of the Islamic battle cry "Allahu Akbar" while a small army trails behind her. Now, uh, Amy, let's talk. Next step here. That's it's all well and good. We should talk about that. Let's talk about who let them in, shall we? Uh, let's let's discuss that. Shall we do that, Amy? We can just kind of just look at some of the organizations kind of behind. I'm not going to literally do that now, but I've done that many times. But I'm rhetorically asking that question: like, will they ever talk about that? Uh, no, it's not only Israeli or Jewish groups, but many of them are. Many of the advocates, in fact, Sweden alone. David Schwartz is one of the guys that started debate debates article in many of the Swedish papers back in the 60s that argued that Sweden must open their borders and things like that. Then you've had Paideia, organizations like that in the wake of that. In the U.S. you have Hayes. Uh, in other southern European countries you have Israel, just as a, as a couple of examples. Uh, and of course many that have advocated you know, the melting pot in Europe and, and the West overall have of course been, uh, been Jewish. Um, so let's talk about that, Amy. And if we can do that, uh, that's all all well and good. Uh, but excluding that or pretending that that's not part of the problem, look, these people are a problem. We shouldn't have them in our countries. Uh, but it wasn't only our uh, trader leaders that uh, that changed the demographics in this kind of way. There was uh, active lobby groups, NGOs. It was ethnic interest by other hostile. Uh, people that uh, just don't uh, care about us. And in fact, they think uh, they're going to be getting ahead and feel, feel more safe in areas the more ethnically diverse they are. They can kind of hide uh, among the other minority groups kind of that way. That's, that's part of it. Uh, now, check this one out here. Uh, this is crazy here. Um, 
let me see where is it did i add that in uh, it's uh oh well it's kind of under under the heading of just more uh more more flooding of uh, of migrants is, is pouring into the west uh this is in southern spain the next clip i want to show here too which seems to be i don't know like a topless beach or something like that not all of them are topless some of them are tops on but some of them do not it's boatloads of migrants that are pouring in uh as women are are, are watching this happening this is at the cabo de gacha nijar natural park uh in southern spain check this out <laughs> There you go. Check out that scene. Absolutely incredible, right? Here's like <laughs> half-nude white women, white Spanish women, uh, who are just watching these boats come in. Uh, and in fact, some of the arguments in Spanish press have been, oh, these are women and children. We just have to let them in. They have to be fed and taken care of. And here are some of the scenes of some of the boats approaching uh, Spain. <laughs> Yes, uh, some of them just waiting to be uh, oppressed by uh, white supremacy. Look at that again. Uh, and there we go. They're cheering on. This is going to be great for them. Uh, and it doesn't matter if they come from a Christian country or a Muslim country. It's still going to be the same problems, folks. It doesn't matter. It's not about religion. It's about ethnicity. Uh, it's about race. That's what the issue is here. Uh, we don't want, want them and we don't need them. So what have they uh, learned to do? Well, one of the things they've done is, of course, to uh, learn to shred uh, the identity documents and stuff like that that they have. Check this out here. Uh, this is, of course, to, to let them in, to, to, to continue to have them in our countries. They show up at our borders, seek asylum, and then just say, I don't have any documents. I'm a war, uh, you know, um, um, not a war criminal. I mean, well, they, they will be, <laughs> but I'm, I'm fleeing war and I'm being persecuted and I don't have any uh, ID or documents with me. And you see, in many cases, that actually works on silly, Western governments that are completely duped. But look at this. This is how it looks on some boats now. Great uh, music edition on the clip here too. But yeah, look at that. Laughing, shredding, ID documents, ID cards, passports, everything like that. They're being told by smugglers and other NGOs. Uh, that, you know, shred those, get rid of those, and you'll avoid deportation. Uh, then, to make matters worse, I know they look old, right? But these men can actually claim that they're unaccompanied minors. It's, it's absurd, and we laugh at that, but how many times have we not seen footage like that from Sweden, right? The people with, like, you know, beards and shit, like they, they claim they're 15 or 16. Yeah, the men that can claim to be unaccompanied minors when they arrive on European soil, granting them all the privileges that a teenager can benefit with the, within the European Union. Western governments are not blind nor ignorant to this. They simply turn a blind eye and allow these people to destroy our European demographics, our culture, our quality of life, everything. It's absolutely sickening seeing this kind of stuff, right? But this is what's, uh, this is what's happening right now. It's not uh, only uh, in Spain, uh, you know, or, or France for that matter, in London. Uh, it's uh, in most Western countries. There are just some of the Eastern European countries that for now is kind of, you know, spared for, uh, from this, essentially. Uh, but uh, check this out. This was an interesting story here. 
regarding France and what happened after the race riots. That's what, what I consider them to be right now. Uh, definitely. I mean, it, it was strictly, almost strictly, uh, non of non-French origin people that were rioting and doing the major destruction and uh, violence and things like this. But apparently now about 73% of the French agree and they're in favor of uh, nationality or I assume citizenship being stripped for the rioters that have dual citizenship or dual nationality. Many of them, they come from, you know, Algeria or Morocco, other countries, even sub-Saharan Africa in some cases. Yes, in some cases, it's a former colonies, right? But it's okay when like the Algerians kick the French out, but it's not okay when, uh, when the French uh, we're seeking to kick out the Algerians, or hopefully we enter into that period here soon. Uh, but you say, no, that's not okay. That's that's racism, you see. But anyway, it doesn't matter. A lot of people are in agreement about this in France right now, which is which is one of the at least one of the positive outcomes of some you know some of this horrific stuff that we've seen over the last couple of weeks in France. As France recovers from the riots that caused millions of euros in damages. Uh, a, uh, a channel here, CS, uh, CSA, uh, a poll, did a poll for C News, which is this uh, news outlet here. Uh, they looked into the uh, popular opinion on a few different issues. 74% of the men were in favor of stripping French nationals of their nationality if they had taken part in the riots, compared to 72% of the women. So still pretty high among the women. Yes, that's one good thing. About one-third, or 34% of those under 35s, are opposed to it, so they're a minority. Among 35 to 49-year-olds, opposition drops to 29% and to 22% for those for the over 50s. So the, oh my god, over 50s. What's, what's going on, guys? Unsurprisingly, respondents who claim to be voters of the uh, right-wing parties and far-right political parties are m very much in favor, obviously. Overall, 91% of them supported the idea. Why not 100 at this point? Uh, the far-left and Green Party are the ones with a majority opposing the loss of French nationality, with 55% and 52% opposed, respectively. Uh, to stripping that. But anyway, that's a, that's a survey. So that's, of course, one of the some of the positive things that we're getting out of you know the horror of this kind of stuff it, it does show to a lot of our people that this is unworkable it's untenable uh, some people are still despite years of this kind of stuff now they're still shocked when this stuff happens they do wake up they do get they do get red pilled from this kind of stuff and that's of course one of the positive aspects of this that yes uh, as bad of an argument that that is that well the worse it gets the better it gets it that's not true but it is true that it's helping to wake people up and so the 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 sooner the better in a way the faster this can go on the better while we still have the the demography somewhat on our side and we don't need a majority we mention this all the time uh, but we definitely need more people on our side we need more people being uh, awake and aware of these kinds of things we need more people to come over to our side um and help to wake others of our folk up to this kind of stuff, that this is completely unworkable. Uh, and our future looks like this, uh, you know, even in small towns and cities, uh, if this continues, they're waging a war on us and we have to wake up and understand this, right? Um, I'm gonna play this too. This is, uh, <clears throat> I mentioned it uh, kind of in the intro there. Uh, Joseph Borrell, he's the EU foreign policy chief. And this is from a few months ago, maybe even more, I forget when we play this a reminder here. He talked about how Europe is a, is a garden, and of course he was charged with, uh, you know, kind of racism, uh, you know, accusations and things like this. And uh, and, and these EU elites are, are, are truly not. They 
they do, uh, you know, think that this liberal world that they're trying to build is going to be workable and stuff like that. But if you pay attention towards the end of the clip, uh, you know, he talks about how, you know, Europe has to be, you know, kind of can't just build walls to protect the garden that Europe is because the rest of the world is a jungle. That's the gist of his, his argument. But towards the end of the clip, he mentions that basically we have to go out and presumably he doesn't detail what those things are, but presumably fix the rest of the world or participate in the rest of the world. Kind of like a, I guess, a bribe of sorts for the jungle, using his terminology here, not to invade Europe. We have to fix and take part and engage in the rest of the world so that there's no need for them to come to ours. It's kind of interesting. He's not necessarily wrong, but I think he's wrong in, in the sense of that we kind of owe some responsibility here. Right? Check this out. Yes, Europe is a garden. The, the rest of the world, and you know very well, Federica is not exactly a garden. <laughs> the rest of the world, most of the rest of the world is a jungle. And the jungle could invade the garden. And the gardeners should take care of it, should take care of the garden, but they will not protect the garden by, by walls, by building walls. A nice small garden surrounded by high walls in order to prevent the jungle coming in is not going to be a solution because the, the jungle has a strong growth capacity and the walls will never be high enough in order to protect the garden. The gardeners have to go to the jungle. The Europeans have to be much more engaged with the rest of the world. Otherwise, the rest of the world will invade us. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. I mean, he's not, he's not wrong, right? But again, it was, oh my God, what is he saying? Are you implying that, you know, it, it's, there's a jungle out there? Oh, we know what he means. You know, that was immediately the, the charges kind of thing. Some people even overlaid uh, these comments from this clip. It's a few months ago now over to the scenes that we saw in France, which of course, again, is 100% correct. It, it, it's happening, right? But I still don't think he's right that you know, the the fix here, essentially, like what we need to do is to go out there and fix everything for everybody else. That That's at least what he's implying right there. All right. Well, we have to we have to as a, a we have to bribe them to uh, to ensure that they don't want to come to us. Well, now they're kind of equalizing that they're making sure that ours, the, the former garden isn't actually that nice. It's run down and it's the same as it was in their countries. In some cases, it's even worse. It's like it's better in some of their countries now than it is in our countries, right? So obviously that's not going to work. I think he mentioned it because he's like a, he's he's a, um, he wants us to get involved in like foreign policy and trying to fix other things. I'd argue we've already done that enough in plenty, in spades. Just look at uh, this supposed, you know, evil era of colonialism. Look at how much we gave or at least tried to. Right. I mean, a lot of the people then were like, we we can uh, we can we can give these people civilization. Right. That was some of the arguments we, we need to give this what great, great news. Here we are. We've shown we're shown up. We're telling you where you are in relation to the rest of the world. Here's here's on a map. Here's where we are. Look, check this out. Here's where we are. You are here. Here, you can come to us now. <laughs> That's basically what happened, right? But we try to fix, we try to do things, we try to, um, was everything perfect at every turn? Probably not, it never never is, right? But some of the absurd cartoonish accusations of what happened, uh, you know, under kind of European rule is is mostly that, right? It's, it's exaggerations and kind of anti-white lies, essentially, including like 
silly things like uh, hand chopping in, in Belgium, Congo, right? They actually try to stop that. We covered that in detail. They try to stop that shit. They try to actually organize it in such a way that this would discontinue, right? From the marauding gangs down there, the uh, the Arab slave, uh, you know, holders, and, and even some of the other African tribes and stuff like that. But anyway, no, beyond the point, we don't need to fix those kinds of things. We don't need to bribe anybody. Uh, why not have uh, tall walls? <laughs> why not have tall walls? You tell me we can't protect this for all this time. Somehow, magically, we did manage to protect uh, Europe, right? For for decades and decades. If if a boat would have shown up and if they wouldn't have stopped and returned or, or submitted to authorities and then promptly wouldn't have been deported, we would have sunk it, and that would have been a deterrent right there. Oh shit! There, you know, you can't just can't just waltz into their country and expect to get everything. But somehow that changed, right? The mentality changed. Uh, at least in us, collectively. Uh, and the leader said, we want to do this. Let, let's pretend that we're hopeless. That's what happened. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I'd consider after seeing things that happened in France, we, 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 uh, the, the jungle have come to Europe. It's, it's already happened, right? It's already, uh, it's already a done deal, uh, essentially. Now the, the big uh, cleanup uh, work begins, uh, or at least try to mobilize to such a degree that we can help to get more of our people aboard. Uh, our side in order to start restoring order, bringing justice back, justice, right? Uh, but anyway, check out this one here. Um, Papa New uh, New Guinea, right? New Guinea, Papa New Guinea. Um, someone was down there shooting some clips, and I said uh, clearly uh, for watching this, uh, race is a uh, social construct. Look at this here. Uh, send you a message from Romania. Say hello, Romania. Hello, <laughs> Romania. Yeah, hello, hello, Romania. Hello, Romania. Hello, Romania. Yeah. Hello, Romania. Hello, Romania. Yeah. Uh, send you a message. Let's take that From again. Romania. Yeah. Say hello, Romania. Hello, Romania. Hello, Romania. Yeah, hello, Romania. Hello, Romania. Hello, Romania. Yeah. Hello. Romania. Hello, Romania. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. It, it takes a little while, right? It takes a little while for that um, those coins to drop. Uh, look, people are different. Uh, I'm not trying to shit on them and come down on them or whatever, but uh, it, it, clearly we can't. Uh, we're not all the same. We can't run a society by importing whether it's these people or or other people from other violent cultures. And it's nothing personal, but just like. Look, it doesn't. It, that's not going not going to work, right? If we indeed have created a garden, like uh, Borel says, and I think for a, for a while maybe we did, we did have something special, right? Um, you can't run a civilization and a society assuming that everyone is the same, and whoever wants to can you know come in should or can come in. It's just not how you do it, right? And clips like this kind of underline this, like holy shit, whoa. Uh, they, they have a hard time, you know, understanding what a what a cell phone is. Like we, most of our societies are highly technological. The work you need to do, you need to comprehend certain things, right? And uh, these guys are just not. Uh, they're not there. Not uh, they have. Uh, they have other uh, other things that they do. Other missions that they're on uh, in their country culture, and they should do their. They should do their stuff that they do well in their countries, like like they have. Uh, it's countries all for them, folks. All right. Um, <laughs> let me let me bring in uh, Orban into this here too. I thought this was a uh, it was a good clip to play here. You, there's a lot of criticism you can make of of Viktor Orban in Hungary. Um, 
but certainly he, it's a good it's a it's a good start right he, he does have problems there are some issues now of the labor migration and stuff like that but speaking to the migrant ongoing migrant crisis in Europe uh, he had some choice words uh, regarding what needs to be done and I think uh, this is a, is a good start to it look uh, look at this here a migránsválságnak, ez pedig az, hogyha nem engedjük őket belépni Európa területére. Csak az jöhet be az Európai Unió területére, akinek a menekültügyi eljárását már lefolytatták. Lefolytatták, és pozitív módon bírálták el. És addig az érintettnek kívül kell maradni Európa határain. Ha ezt nem tudjuk előállítani, ezt az állapotot nem tudjuk előállítani, akkor mint halottnak a csók kis túlzással, minden más. Ezért a magyar modellt kell követni. A magyar modell az elmúlt években erre épül. Ezért nincs Magyarországon migráns gyakorlatilag. Ezért néznek ránk irigykedve azok, akiket elárasztanak a migránsok. Mert Magyarország egy saját modellt épített föl. Ezt akarják most lerombolni. Az új szabályok lerombolnák a magyar egyetlen sikeres európai határvédelmi rendszert. Miért kellene ezt nekünk ölbetett kézzel tűrnünk? El kell utasítani és harcolni kell a sikeresnek bizonyult migráció ellenes politikánk érdekében. Vért izzadtam, amíg sikerült odáig eljutni, hogy bezárjuk a menekültáborokat. Tehát emlékezzünk Debrecenre, Bicskei menekültábor. Ezeket be kellett zárni. Végre megoldottuk a problémánkat, és most ezt vissza akarják hozni, vissza akarják tenni a nyakunkba. Hát ezt nem fogjuk persze megengedni, úgyhogy ki fogunk tartani, amíg nemzeti kormányban Magyarországon, addig nem lesznek Magyarországon migráns gettó. Good, good rhetoric, the right rhetoric, correct, absolutely correct, right? Now, is he strong enough? Maybe not. Is it? Is it? Are, are they actually doing it? Well, there are some cracks in uh, actually Hungarian immigration policy right now, but it's a good start. And I mean, it, it's a fact. That's partially why they hate him. I mean, how many hit pieces on Viktor Orban have we seen over the last uh, what ten years now? Whatever it is, five years, six years at least. Endless, right? He's a problem. They need to get this guy out. You can't have certain countries breaking ranks like this and um, showing that another way is possible. Is it ideal? No, but it's a great start. It's a great uh, beginning, right? That's why the EU is going after them now. They try to say, well, it's illegal. Even according to your own constitution, EU law overrides this. Uh, this, you know, you you're you can't uh, discriminate. I forget what the, some of the uh, actual legal charges were against Hungary. Uh, but it was on that level. You you're discri you can't discriminate. You you, mu you must take in migrants. You know these kinds of things. They should just jump out of the EU. To be honest, they should just get out of there and and remain their own. May maybe on some level, and Orban thinks, well, if we can be in there, we can change things. We can maybe use some of the political power that we do have. Maybe we can uh, uh, bring over other countries to our side. There, there's all kinds of politicking reasons that why might they might want to still be in the EU. But if they start railroading you and, and basically forcing you to give up on your on the policy that you and your people want, get out ASAP. But anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. He's, he speaks the truth and that's, that's why they're going after them, right? Uh, Mr. Wright over on Odyssey says, uh, we Europeans threw them out once and twice before, but it was not pretty. We never learn. Yeah, a couple of times, of course, um, southern uh, Spain, right? That's one uh, classic example people bring up. There's others. Uh, but look, many of them have kicked out us. As I said, uh, Algerians kicked the French out, you know, things like that. Uh, Haitians, and, uh, I mean, look at them countries now. But still, I mean, the po point remains. No one is coming down when they do it, right? On uh, against us, then it's uh, you know moral and correct. Uh, but uh, that's that's how we have to we have to turn it towards that. We have to basically say no. This is 
injustices are being made against us. We need to secure our countries. We need to secure our future. We need to secure uh, a country livable for our children. And clearly, this is not working. We have the moral high ground to basically start in one end deporting a lot of these people. You begin with the criminals, begin with the, those rioting. Yes, absolutely, do there. But then uh, even those who express hatred against our country, even those who do refuse um, uh, to adapt and things like that, yep, get, get rid of them. Well, go back home then, you know what I mean? But no, we have a, we have a challenge in front of our... What's going to happen to a lot of these other countries that they came from, especially if they're second or third generation immigrants? Are they going to let them back if they even wanted to go back? I mean, all these questions. We might have to have... Div divided zones in some of our countries um, for the foreseeable future that just here's a portion here's a, a land for them in our lands <laughs> who knows what what the what way this will play out but there must be solutions to this there's no doubt about it uh, we we're going to find out the hard way anyway uh, sooner or later uh, and at some point I, I think we're going to realize these people are going to have to go back uh, but how that looks uh, that, uh, and how that plays out in, in what order, that's impossible to say at this point. Uh, what we do know, it's going to be uh, getting harder before it gets better. That's for sure. Get ready. Get prepared. <laughs> you know, get, get in tune. Build community. Build networks. Get together with people. Uh, do it in the right way. Prepare. Do all the things you do. Get engaged in the nationalist, uh, whether it's, um, yes, if it's politics, if, if that's your, your game, get involved in that. Otherwise, uh, get involved in activist clubs, those who organize in your area. You know, there's so many different groups now, organizations and stuff. Um, and, you know, we can't endorse them all, but uh, hopefully there's, there are some good ones and options in your area where you are. Uh, get get involved with them. Get get uh, physically involved. IRL. Get out there. Uh, you know, seek seek out new friends, new brothers. Form and build your tribe. And if it isn't, if there isn't such a thing in your area, maybe it's up to you. It's on your shoulders to take that responsibility. Uh, even if you're not a leader, even if you're not one who feels uh, like you you uh, you're the best at doing that. Even short term, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I think people can do it and should do it anyway. They should step up to the plate. Uh, and eventually there will be people that have leadership qualities. I think they're going to start appearing and showing up. Uh, in fact, I think a lot of those people are being made right now in the environments uh, that we saw happening in France, to be honest. Uh, maybe next time, simple as 14. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the dono. Uh, Peg and Bear says, support what you like. These are great streams. Thank to the both of you. Thank you, Peg and Bear. Appreciate that. Michael57DE. I think Lana missed this. Did she take these? Uh, do no, this is from uh, from uh, not that long. Okay, Michael fifty seven de says the men in Sweden, Britain, G uh, G Gen Bank, Gen Bank. Did you get autocorrected? Germany, maybe it should be Gen Bank. Um, France need to start taking out the trash themselves if the government won't. Hail the gods! Hail our folk! Hail victory! Thank you, Michael. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you have to be uh, careful too, you know, because it's you, you will you will. Um, I agree. I wish that was the, that was the case. It was a time when when we got together and just did it right. But immediately you will get a crosshairs on you uh, if you start uh, doing things like that, and you just have to be aware that um, uh, you have to you have to uh, do things in a way that's smart and clever. We never encourage you to do, to do anything you know illegal. Uh, we can't. You know what I mean. Um, you have to be smart about these kinds of things and, and, and how you do it. But um, hey, look, I, I'll just say this about in, in terms of Europeans, right? You can build a, 
you know, a kind of a popular movement that argues, for example, like, well, we should, you know, seriously look at repatriation and these kinds of things, right? Uh, but people out there doesn't always have to doesn't always have to say what they what they want or what they need, right? We we have had so many enemies that have run political uh, and even cultural conspiracies against us without even saying from you know day one what they what they intend to do or what the final outcome kind of is. You know what I mean? You can start in in one end, which is. Uh, uh, you know, completely, um, um, you know, politically, uh, you know, that, that would work, I guess, politically uh, in this environment or whatever, the, if those are the right terms, and start start work in that end. And then you slowly kind of, you know, you move the, the Overton window, you move the goalpost, you, may, you, you slowly move it towards where we need this to go, which is basically we need to restore order to our, to our countries. It's that simple. The criminals need to go. Those who hate us and hate our countries, they need to go. But uh, no, you're right, Michael. Thank you. Uh, let me see here. I think we got we caught up there. All right. Wasp TV says uh, we will pay reparations once Constantinople is given back and they have all left. Yeah, I've been arguing they should do a land acknowledgement ceremony at the Turkish parliament every time they open that in Istanbul and recognize that it was, yes, we know this was built by uh, Europeans and, uh, you know, it's the oldest city in Europe, thanks to Europeans who was uh, uh, started building Constantinople and it's them who did it. And here's our land recognition that, you know, <laughs> it's the Byzantine Empire that set this up for us, you know, uh, that'd be great. Well, we'll uh, don't hold your breath for that to, uh, to happen, that's for sure. All right, what are we, 40, 140. All right, I think we can do the last, oh, actually, let me mention this about uh, the labor migration real quick, and then we do one little, little thing on Ukraine here before we wrap up. Orban actually had a good point, and that could be a good way to tie up the bag here in a little bit. Uh, further comment by Orban on the on the Ukraine-Russia uh, war, essentially, and, and what happened in NATO. But anyway, uh, before we do that, just keep in mind that uh, although Hungary uh, talks a big game, remember that... Uh, they are having an issue now with, uh, uh, you know, so-called foreign workers, labor migration and things like that. You're seeing cracks in, in that uh, policy, essentially. And it's but it's also rich at the same time that you have a French paper, Le Monde, kind of, uh, you know, g getting at Orban over this. Like, look at what's happening in your country. And of course, that's beyond labor migration now. But that's how it started, right? In, in France and Germany and Sweden and stuff. Oh, we have got, got to have help. We have to bring in people. But they're pushing that line now in Hungary. Behind hostile immigration propaganda, Hungary welcomes foreign workers. Although Viktor Orban likes to portray himself as a defender of the Magyars at risk of migratory submersion, his country is increasingly counting on foreign labor. And this is from May. And of course, this can't continue. You have to think long term, not short term. Do not just think of like the immediate, well, I've got a workers now. Educate your own people. You know what I mean? Have a system where you know where the labor shortages are going to be. Make sure that you crank out kids, right? And then uh, and then ensure that those uh, people, and yeah, it will take a while. But if you start, you know, educating, um, you know, teens now and those who are, you know, in the final stages of their education into those fields that uh, is needed in the country, you, I think you could pull this off. We pull this, somehow we pulled this off all this time, right? Even for a long time after industrialization, we pulled this off. Sure, there's been some groups that came for a while, they helped out, they worked, and they left, and they went back, went back home. And that's got to be the, the bottom line here. Even like Kuwait, uh, Saudi Arabia, um, what's the other country? Qatar, right? They're very, they, they have a lot of migrant labor, but none of them are essentially getting citizenship. They're, they're expected to leave once that work is done. And we should have the same policies in Europe. All right.
anyway, uh, pivoting here a little bit, changing topics. I, I did want to cover <clears throat> what's happening in uh, Ukraine and play this clip. You might have seen it. It's been making the rounds. It's a uh, looks like a young uh, Ukrainian fighter who shares his story a little bit uh, as he's being uh, his legs are injured, I believe. He's hit some kind of um, mine or something, so he's obviously looks like he's in shell shock, but he's able to speak at least uh, with Russian troops. Uh, and he's basically telling uh, the Russians there that he had a choice, which was either go to jail in Ukraine or go on the front lines and, and fight. And it doesn't look like they're training these men very well. I've shown footage of like what at least over 50 year olds in ukraine like older you know round men you know if you, you can call it that <laughs> like overweight and so forth out of shape round little men over their 50s in ukraine being educated by some you know swedish military uh, uh you know trainer down there uh, and they're expected just to go on the front lines and basically being chewed up in this war essentially so i want to start with this and then i want to talk about who who we should blame for 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 this kind of stuff right who 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 we need to look at who initiated this essentially but anyway uh here's that clip uh it's kind of rough watching it but it's it's worth it's subtitled uh so read the subtitles here Obrigado. Alexander Командир роты. Командир а, что, нормально пока держишься? А, понятно. Так, 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 этот. Вас дохуя нет? Нет, а всего здесь дохуя вас в этом районе? Я не знаю. Не знаешь? Нам только сказали, что вы 10 Так, а у вас есть исходный район, там, где подготавливают? Под Донецкой областью? Да, потом у нас на машинах По карте сможешь показать, да? Я знаю город Терны. Терны? Да. Ого, братан, вы, вы полупидры меня когда-то оттуда выбили, нахуй. Нет. Ну я знаю, что не ты, может и ты. Но я знаю, что вы меня оттуда выбили, нахуй. Я... Красный Лимане был? Нет. Нет? Сколько воюешь? Ну... У Тернак находились, ну, месяц стояли. Месяц? Да. Все понятно, Просто давай. Нет. Так, ага. В Киеве был? Нет. Мобилизовали, да, заставили? Да. Понятно. Какой-нибудь из ССО знаешь? Нет. А что весь битый? Били тебя или что? Нет, осколки. Это подорвался, или на мини, или... 
Лепестки, наверное, да, подорвался? Боже, и на лепестках, да. не, не знаю. Только вот не... Видишь, твои кидают, нахуй. Да, твои... тебя вот бросили, ушли, да, получается? Да. Да. Пиздец, что могу сказать, нахуй за эту армию воевать. Я и не... Видишь, не вот смотри, видишь, вот тебя в плен взяли, да? Где тебя не заставляли, говорит, слава России, там, блядь, Зеленский хуело, правильно? На войне кем надо быть, если ты воин? Человеком, правильно? Да. Вот. Нахуя твои хуй, люди такой хуйню страдают? Я этого не знаю. Не знаешь? Понятно. Так, ранения у тебя какие? Куда? Нога ранена, да? На мини подорвался? Да, две ноги. Да, ну все, ты так поаккуратнее будь чуть-чуть. Вот, не, без глупостей, только без глупостей. Не, вот если ты не будешь глуп, этот, глупости совершать, мы тебя отсюда вытащим. Мы тебя в Россию, да, в России, блядь, не стреляют. Да. Иконку тебе вернули? Да, Не пиздили тебя? Нет. О. И кому ты плен попался? К, к солдатам России. О. Солдаты России, они солдаты, правильно? Как, к тебе как к воину относятся, правильно? Да. Самое жесткое, вот тебе руку связали, бля, водички дали нахуй. Хотя у нас у самих воды вообще нема. Спасибо за воду. И бригада. Alright, there you go. There's a clip. Hard to watch that shit. Um, thinking of so many people that are just sent to the front lines, uh, be they Ukrainians or Russians, uh, you know, kind of for that matter. And and I've said this before, but you know what I what I see when I see this is is the people that have for years and years kind of antagonized this situation and created it, right? We're talking about the Victoria Newlands, the, the McCain's, we're talking about um, Lindsey Graham, today it's more uh, Anthony Blinken, uh, Jake Sullivan, but uh, Victoria Newland still has a, a long reach uh, in in creating this conflict that we see today, and I wanted to run a couple of clips by you so you can understand just how long they did this and I'm not against Ukrainian uh, nationalism uh, I don't I don't pee my pants over Azov and oh my god they're not all of them are Nazis in Ukraine uh, they're, they're not uh, there's a there's a significant but not you know over it's not the, it's not the majority of the of the Ukrainian military that are you know belongs to Azov and so forth. They're 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 a battalion. Have this grown, etc. Sure, okay, maybe the influence of them have grown, or maybe it's lesser. I'm not sure, right? But that's not the problem. There's a lot of people exposing kind of like you know what's wrong with Ukraine, but they immediately say, see, they indoctrinated them all to be Nazis, and, and of course you know historically illiterate, not understanding. Uh, why, you know, well, why was Bandera popular in Ukraine, you know, and these kinds of things, right? So, so I understand the backdrop to that. But what's disgusting about it is that you have an elite establishment, neocons, NATO, uh, the Pentagon, Washington, uh, Brussels, right, EU elites and things like that, that are encouraging this type of, of nationalism in Ukraine because it serves them. It's not because they are nationalists. They're not nationalists for Ukraine. They are, it's just politically expedient, uh, or maybe not even politically, uh, uh, because of a war, <laughs> because of their beef with Russia. They're saying, if we can just kind of yeah, essentially uh, brainwash these all these people into be just like completely blind in their loyalty to Ukraine 
while we fund them, supply them with weapons, and send them into war, into that wheat meat machine uh, that is the war now between Russia and Ukraine, it will serve us because Ukraine is nothing, right? As someone said, it's it's just a club to be used to bash across the the, the head of, of of Russia by these people. Uh, so let me play, let me remind you of some of the things that Newland. Uh, was meddling with and why we find ourselves here today because I think that's where blame should be put I don't think uh, are there are there bad things Ukrainians have done yes are there bad things Russians have done of course it's never black and white and again that's why you have to look at at all history that way not just uh, this uh, you know conflict but other conflicts before including uh, you know, World War II and the Napoleonic Wars, you know, so there's always multiple sides to the story. There's always multiple reasoning or whatever. Uh, but what I see is a bunch of war hawks sitting in Washington and Brussels uh, and NATO antagonizing and pushing people like this um, into the situation and, and encouraging them to do so and funding them instead of sitting down at the negotiation tables and solving this. And that's where I think the anger should be directed towards. So here's a couple of clips, uh, beginning with Victoria Newland and the ba- and the coup uh, in Ukraine back in 2014. In early February of 2014, as the Maiden crisis was getting more violent, there was a phone call that was intercepted. It was a call between the Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, Victoria Newland, and the U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt. Questions of credibility are being raised after a private chat between two top U.S. diplomats was leaked online. I think Yats is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's he's the guy, you know, what he needs is Cleach and Tony Book on the outside. I, I, I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level working for Yatsenyuk. It's just not going to work. Yeah, no, it, I, think that's, you know? I think that's right. Okay. Good. Well, do you want us to try to set up a call with him? Here's the next step. Sullivan's come back to me, uh, VFR, saying you need Biden. And I said, probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deeds to stick. So okay. Biden's willing. So you had this remarkable phone call where you have these two senior officials of the U.S. government apparently talking about a coup or how they were planning to restructure the government of Ukraine. Fuck the EU. No, exactly. I'm not saying the whole U.S. <laughs> government feels that way. Fuck you, See, bitch. There is, there is division on this. I don't like the EU either, but fuck you, Victoria Nuland. Go fuck yourself. But the neoconservative element wants very much to change the strategic dynamic in Eastern Europe. The neocons are very smart people, and they've been at this for a long time. They came in around the issue of propaganda. They studied how to create hot buttons for the American people. They had this experience when they were getting the American people to get excited about Central America back in the 1980s. Sandinista regular army, the ground force is being equipped now with Russian artillery. And they've been applying those same strategies ever since. They remain very dedicated to achieving their goals. They still want to get rid of certain governments. They wanted regime change in Syria, for instance, regime change in Iran. They're very skilled at this, and they have a lot of allies now inside the news media, inside the government, and that means that they can do a lot to control the narrative of any story. I think in America these days, we have somehow told ourselves that there are a lot of ways of dealing with these problems other than hard power. Vladimir Putin cares about hard power. The neo- and that's, of course, uh, Victor Newland's husband, right, Kagan? Conservatives Kagan. can now demonize a leader of a country that sells with the American people. So you don't just sort of argue a policy, you attack the leader.
So the neoconservatives became very skilled at picking out leaders, finding their ugly traits, and then highlighting them. Yanukovych, he might say was a rather clunky political leader, but you make him into a devil. He's, he's totally corrupt and he's evil and he wants to kill people in the Maidan, these wonderful white-hatted demonstrators. So you've got a black hat versus white hat. And, that, and they, you keep repeating that basic scenario. And it works with the American people. We've got to realize what Vladimir Putin is. He's an old KGB colonel that wants to restore the Russian empire. You make them into demons and the American people find that the way they can understand the world. Once that happens, it's very difficult for a journalist or anyone else to say, you know, hold it, that guy, he's got more of a gray hat than a white hat or a black hat. Uh, and if you say that, you suddenly are you're a Yanukovych apologist or you're a Putin apologist. And, and then the attacks come on to the person saying it, the journalist, the academic or whoever. And then you have, and it's true, right? <clears throat> and of course, again, I've said this many times, I'm not uh, su- super hyped <laughs> about Putin either. And he, they, they make dumb things there too. But please understand the antagonist, you know, those behind the curtain here of, of why we're seeing young Ukrainian men lying like that in a ditch with their legs basically ruined, uh, shell-shocked. Uh, it, it's because of fucking creeps like Victoria Newland, among others. Here she is talking about how many billions they've spent, and it's always to make, to, to make Ukraine democratic and free and open and a liberal society like ours. Over time, the civil war escalated into an armed conflict with Russia. However, all of this was preceded by extensive preparation and support from the United States and Western countries. The United States has invested some $5 billion in Ukraine uh, since 1991, when it became an independent state again after the collapse of the Soviet Union. And that money has been spent on supporting the aspirations of the Ukrainian people to have a strong democratic government that represents Mm, their interests. As a result, destroyed cities, chaos, and the loss of life on both sides of the conflict. Uh, there she is. Here's a clip of her talking about how they've been working on the counteroffensive with Ukraine for four to five months. It's incredible that these people, how much fucking power does Victoria Newland hold? But here she is time and time again, resurfacing scandal after scandal, uh, admission after admission. And there she still is pumping the you know same old line to get Ukraine uh, to be used in their war against Russia, regardless what you think of uh, of Russia in this case either. These are the worst people to go and work together with, right? You'll you'll sell your soul to these people and you're going to be ruined. Here she is, look at this. Uh, uh, U.S. have been working on the counteroffensive for Ukraine for about four to five months. This is not too long ago. And even as you plan for the counteroffensive, which we have been working on with you for some four or five months. We are already beginning our discussions uh, with the Ukrainian government and with friends in Kyiv, both in the civilian side and on the military side, about Ukraine's long-term future. <clears throat> because that's her job to determine that, right? So here's another clip going back to 2014 again, the Maidan coup, and there's a couple of, uh, the coup rather, uh, there's a couple of other people involved in this too. Uh, Soros, uh, the the um, was it Wyatt, the the um, uh, diplomat that she was talking to on the phone when she said "fuck the EU," I forget his last name now. 
but also Bi- Biden. This is what I'm talking earlier about. He, he, him being in Finland, sniffing kids, you know, coming out from the NATO summit there. This guy's not just some old, demented, uh, you know, poor old grandpa that's like, oh, he's be- he's being used and stuff. No, he's been at the forefront of this. And, and the corruption and the tentacles that they have had in Ukraine goes way back. You know what I mean? Check this out here. I set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, And the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. And it played an important part in events now. I like criticism, but it must be my way. Did you see any evidence of U.S. involvement? Did you feel their uh, presence from the U.S.? Очень частыми гостями были представители Соединенных Штатов, конгрессмены, были госпожа Нуланд приезжала очень часто, у нас были с ней дискуссии, но после этих дискуссий она шла на Майдан и поддерживала протестующих и обвиняла правоохранительные органы, применялась чрезмерно сила. На самом деле эти все месседжи мы видели на Майдане. Look at these fucking creeps. Totally just manipulating the hardcore nationalism for them. Right? We're visiting Ukraine. While they're squa- all these neocons are squashing that in other European and Western countries. In that period, most famously, Congressman John McCain. So some of the people who were uh, challenging their government, their elected government at that point, were were being told by the senior U.S. official, a person who ran for president and a top official in the U.S. Congress, that the U.S. was with them. I'm Senator John McCain, and it's always a pleasure to be back in Ukraine. Senator McCain was, uh, in in a sense, giving the people in the Maiden a feeling that they had the, the backing of the most powerful country on earth. This is about the future you want for your country. This is about the future you deserve. Это недопустимо ни в одной европейской стране. Я постоянно имел контакт с Вадимом Байденом, вице-президентом. У меня были частые с ним yeah. телефонные переговоры. Но дело в том, что господин Байден говорил одно, а в Украине делали другое. And the US ambassador? Посол Соединенных Штатов Pyatt, в Украине постоянно принимал представителей Майдана у себя в посольстве. Мы это очень хорошо знали. All right, there it is. That goes on, of course. Some good documentaries. I'm taking some of this stuff from here, but... The manipulation, the 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 just the insincere, self-serving, just disgusting attitudes of these people that are in Ukraine, uh, you know, pushing this line and saying you have the you know basically hyping them into a position of thinking we're invincible, we're going to do this, they're on our side, it's all good, you know what I mean? Then to just turn around them and 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 use them, stab them in the back. When you see this young Ukrainian guy lying in the ditch right there. Uh, that that's who you have to see in front of your face, right? They're forcing this guy. The corruption, right? All, uh, uh, what is it? All opposition parties and all opposition media in Ukraine have been banned by Zelensky, who's, who's Jewish, 
and again, square that circle of how he's like, you know, hugging Azov troops and all that stuff. It, it, but it, anyway, you did that recently. It is what it is. Turkey released them after the pressure from presumably NATO and the U.S., right? And they, they turned their back on Russia. Uh, Turkey did a bunch of interesting moves. Uh, Sweden, in turn, went after some uh, PKK members now, Kurdish um, Workers' Party members and things like that. So the, this, the deal seems to have been set, right, to get uh, Sweden into NATO to get Turkey to fold, uh, and then the deals have begun on the back end. The U.S. are going to sell F-16s to Turkey now. Anyway, it, it, it spins on from there. Uh, but yeah, um, that's how disgusting they are. That, that, that's do, Those are the people that we need to see in front of us as to who to blame uh, when we see these kinds of things, right? Even Zelensky, even Zelensky is just a, a, a puppet here. He's, he's not, is there some ounce of self, you know, driven agenda there maybe it's hard to say but he basically seems to be an 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 agent on behalf of these greater interests essentially he's a very wealthy man he has a lot of real estate around the world um anyway here's another clip a couple more here victoria newland told congress in 2016 that u.s advisors served in 12 ukrainian ministries what and U.S. advisors serve in almost a dozen Ukrainian ministries and localities, helping to deliver services, eliminate fraud and abuse, improve tax collection, and modernize Ukrainian institutions. With U.S. help, newly vetted and trained police officers are patrolling the, cities, uh, the streets of 18 Ukrainian cities. In courtrooms across Ukraine, free legal aid attorneys funded by the U.S. have won two-thirds of all the acquittals in the countries. Um, Treasury and State Department advisors have helped Ukraine shutter over 60 failed banks and protected the assets of depositors. Oh, of course. And since there can be no yes. reform... They're, lo they're looking out for the Ukrainian people, these guys. No, nothing else is going on here. ...in Ukraine without security. Over $266 million of our support has been in the security sector, training 1,200 soldiers and 750 Ukrainian National Guard personnel, and supplying life-saving gear. In FY16, we are continuing that training and equipment of more of Ukraine's border guards, military, and coast guard. So what is that about? You know, right? It's like a, the 51st state here that's appearing, right? Well, what's their future plans for this country? Uh, this is this is uh, unusual. Uh, I mean, barring like Israel, uh, you know, in terms of like aid at least. But, you know, it's not U.S. sending police officers to Israel to be... Um, it's not the U.S accepting in Israeli police officers to be trained in the U.S., you know, kind of like she's alluding to here, or even if they, the U.S. goes to, to Israel uh, to train them. No, Israel is the one pulling the strings in that case. It's, it's you know, sheriffs, there's stories about this, how U.S. sheriffs, police, uh, uh, you know, department's heads that have been sent to Israel, being trained by them, right? What is that about, you know? Anyway, here's one more. Not to derail the main thread here of this. Victoria Newland uh, talking about the support of NATO during uh, Kyiv's attack uh, on Crimea. And uh, it's a Brit an ex-MI6 agent here that, that comments on her comments about their, this. Alistair Crook. Great name. Alistair, I thought it was Cook, but I think it's actually Crook. Uh, don't let that name fool you. He seems uh, actually fairly uh, honest uh, for uh, once, but uh, listen to what he says there, Alistair Crook uh, on Newland's 
uh, talking about the support for NATO during their attack on uh, uh, Crimea. There are mass military installations on Crimea that Russia has turned into essential logistics and back office depots for this war. Those are legitimate targets. Ukraine is hitting them and we are supporting them. What does she hope to accomplish with that? What they've been looking for for 20 years and they are desperate because it's a window that is fleeting and they fear that it might be shutting. The last chance to destroy Russia, to provoke the West into a major war with Russia. She and others are pushing this very hard because they've been expecting it, they've been organizing, preparing it, and suddenly they know this is the last opportunity. If it's lost, they'll never get it again. All right, all right, that's what he claims anyway. Interesting, huh? Uh, which, of course, means that it's they get dangerous at that point. There it, they, sorry, let me lower that. At that point, it gets dangerous. At that point, uh, these people are volatile on every level. If they get scared, if they think that that window is closing for them, they'll be uh, blinded kind of by the stress of that. And I could definitely see these people just going pedal to the metal. Maybe they already are, to be honest. But we're seeing things such as nuclear conflict, uh, potentially, in, in the wake of this, right? Uh, Biden is now sending uh, 3,000 uh, reserve units to Europe to be deployed. It's not clear whether the troops will actually be deployed, but it's suggested the U.S. military presence in Europe is under strain, right? They're talking about how they're running out of ammunition. Though Again, the window is closing. They need to do some major gay off. People have even said that the, the attack on the dam, which we personally didn't really cover in detail, but many people did, even that was part of that, right? To try to get to the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant or kind of sabotage that. They did a gay f false flag around that, saying Russia had, you know, uh, what, what was the claim? by uh, Westerners, they had uh, hooked up explosives to it or something to that effect. Um, essentially just waiting for something to happen at the reactor and then say, yeah, there we go, it's, it, it's Russia. Remember, they even had the, they even had the New, York, New York Times piece about how they had installed, the U.S. had installed uh, uh, detectors everywhere in Ukraine and other parts in Europe to detect who fired a nuclear weapon and from where or something like that, right? It was even, they couldn't do from where, but it was, we read the article, we went through it, um, and it was like very, wait, wait a minute, this is unclear in terms of how it actually triangulates and pinpoints where it came from or who did it or when it was put there, if it's, you know, something, a... a uh, mini nuke going off somewhere like how can you do this but it's basically pr to prep everybody for this idea that like yeah if a nuke goes off we all know it's russia who did it kind of thing and and so false flags are uh, the possibility of false flag is very high uh, right now uh, if they get uh, panicked that's when things are really it's already dangerous but it's going to get even more uh, dangerous with these absolute war hawks and lunatics these are the people we should go after. These are the people that we should blame. Uh, these are the people that need to be held accountable and responsible. Uh, there needs to be some kind of way to go after these people. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. They've meddled. They have pushed. They have manipulated, propagandized, funded to just, you know, endless tunes here. While, of course... Uh, you know, in the U.S., cities are crumbling and falling apart and stuff. I saw even, was it Mike Pence is running for president? He had, uh, um, he was up on stage with Tucker and he was talking about how, oh, they, did, they haven't gotten their Abrams tanks yet and we're failing on this and stuff like that. And again, Tucker made, for, for, he does occasionally, of course, make good points. 
um, like what what are you talking about like what do you mean that this that this is some kind of major concern right now as things are for for Americans uh, you know infrastructure is falling apart uh, cities are being burnt down it's more crime than ever and you know murders and all kinds of like it's a mess in in American cities and what the fuck about Abrams tank for you like no one cares about this this is insane and and Pam's is what that's none of that is not a that's not my concern <laughs> he said afterwards unbelievable but uh, once again to kind of tie up the bag on this here uh, Victor Orban ma made a good uh, some good points uh, he's not bulletproof, but he does some good things now and then, and that's the reason why at least the mainstream media hates him. Uh, he talked uh, uh, about uh, what should be done in terms of the Ukraine-Russia conflict while he was in uh, Vilnius, the NATO summit here. This is Vilnius, two-day NATO csúcs találkozó. The most important question is orosz-ukrán háború. A magyar álláspont változatlan, ezt fogjuk képviselni. Ukrajnában nem fegyvereket, hanem békét kellene vinni. Tűzszünetre volna szükség, és háború helyett minél hamarabb meg kellene kezdeni a béketárgyalásokat. A magyar álláspont világos, hiszen a háború a szomszédunkban van, és a Kárpát alján élő magyarok miatt magyar emberek tízezrei vannak közvetlen veszélyben. Magyarország amellett törlányzsát, hogy a NATO ne változtassa meg korábbi álláspontját, hiszen a NATO egy katonai védelmi szövetség azért jött létre, hogy megvédje a tagállamait, nem azért, hogy más országok területén hajtson végre katonaakciókat. A magyar álláspont most a tárgyalások kezdetén teljesen egybeesik a NATO álláspontjával, hiszen a NATO nem küld csapatokat, nem küld fegyvereket, nem képez ki harcoló katonai egységeket, hanem a saját tagállamai védelmét próbálja megerősíteni. Ez szükséges, helyes, és Magyarország ezt támogatni fogja. Yeah, not bad. It's, it's simple. It's pretty fucking simple. You know what I mean? Fucking negotiate, sit down as adults at the table, sort this shit out, don't fund one of the sides, and then send these fucking kids that are untrained, they don't even know the name of their goddamn you know, commander, they're sending them into these conflicts and just and they and they up in a in a pit like this lying in the in the mud uh shamed you know it's a miracle you, you survived you know what i mean <sighs> fucking angers me and the, and then you have the demented guy in chief who can't even like speak properly about the situation look, look at what he said about nato here recently soon nato will be the 32nd freestanding have free 33 32 freestanding members standing together to defend our people and our territory. Beyond, beyond all the rest, bound by democratic values to make us strong and by our sacred oath that an attack against, it is a sacred oath. Attack against one is attack against all because each member of NATO... All right, blah, 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 blah. 30, 30 free, that's what he said, right? 30 free. Yeah, 30 free, whatever. 33. 33? Hmm. Yeah, interestingly, Ukraine would be the 33rd member uh, of NATO, uh, by the way. We'll see if we get there, but uh, no, they're ramping up. They're sending NATO troops there now. We don't know how bad this is going to get, uh, but these fucking people need to be held accountable. Uh, every single one of them. Uh, Page. Page O. Let's keep up the good fight, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, boys and girls, we're going to begin uh, wrapping up right there. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to everybody who was super chatting today. 
we'll be back with more here soon. Uh, we'll see you guys over at redeyesmembers.com. Please uh, join us over there. Uh, if you want more, we got up a, a great uh, Western warrior here recently. Uh, check out the latest. We talked a little bit more about the NATO situation, some of the odd things happening between Turkey and, and Sweden, frankly. Uh, but uh, you can sign up for a membership at redeyesmembers.com or odyssey.com slash at TV or subscribestar.com slash Red Ice. That's a great way of supporting us. It's the best way to support us. We have a couple of different tiers there for you as well. We have the normal membership subscription. Then we have a plus tier, uh, which is uh, a membership with a little bit of a donation if you want to do some extra for us. And then we have an executive and producer tier as well. Obviously, that's a membership. And then you guys get a shout out at the end of the show as well. So with that, thank you to our executive producers, T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeps, President Obunga, Mongoose, we also have William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dillbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and JP. Thank you guys. Also, thanks to our producers, Mr. Walker696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hakeswill, Single Action Army, and George Porge. So thank you so much, guys. We appreciate uh, all of you. Great having uh, you here today with us. We appreciate uh, your support. Uh, and uh, thank you once again for considering getting a membership with us because it does help. So next up here, we got uh, Western Warrior. I have a couple of uh, shows booked in as well. Uh, Want to get uh, Raw Egg Nationalists uh, on the show. Want to get uh, Paul Kersey from over at Amron. And speaking of which, I should get Jared Taylor back as well. I'm going to re reach out to Stephen McNallan. Want to get him on. He has a new book out called The Spear. Uh, Carl Hemmers, he sent me a, a good book on uh, uh, COVID and some of the other stuff, actually, that I want to talk more about, some of the people behind all that shit. Uh, so there's some uh, great guests uh, coming up here soon as well on the show. Uh, so thank you, guys. We appreciate all of you. But uh, once again, if you want to do a little bit extra, support us with something, definitely consider getting a producer or executive producer tier because it does help tremendously so we can continue to expand uh, despite adversity, censorship, and shutdown. Uh, and if there's one thing you can do, of course, it's always uh, sharing links to our shows and uh, clips and shorter videos and things like that, too. It does help us tremendously. Uh, let me make sure we're caught up here, everybody, so that we're not uh, missing anybody. Thank you, guys. I think that's it. We will see you over the uh, weekend here next time coming up. Thank you. Have a great weekend. See you soon. Take care. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.